From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, uh, your friendly neighborhood talk radio program host has returned. It was just five days Friday of last week and Monday through Thursday of this week. uh, And yet it seems like a lifetime. Just five days. But as always, a lot happened. Let me begin. uh, I did share on my Facebook page, which I will tell you later, I was not able to access my Facebook page for more than three days. Of the five days, and I'll explain in a little bit. But when I finally was able to get back on, I was able to write. I only wrote a few things over the past week, but one of them was about the passing of Chris Ford. If you have a moment, check it. Check it out. It's it's not lengthy at all. It's very brief, and it's not in front of me at the moment. But what I basically said was, never has someone been so accomplished. And at the same time, so incredibly humble. You've heard some of the stats. First NBA three-point attempt and actual basket. Chris Ford. That's pretty cool. That's that's a great trivia question. I believe it was a trivia question on Jeopardy, if I'm not mistaken. I'll double-check that, but I think it was. His number 42 is retired by Holy Spirit, by Villanova University, and he went on to be a a great NBA player initially with the Detroit Pistons and then with the Boston Celtics, which would begin uh, a tremendous career as both a player. Think about this. He played with Larry Bird and he played serious minutes, Chris Ford. He was a big time contributor. So he played with Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, uh, Robert Parrish, that era, Danny Ainge. I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving out some. And then he went on to coach, head coach them. He spent time with the Sixers as well coaching, uh, but became the head coach. That's pretty interesting when you think about it. Playing with Larry Bird at all and then coaching them. And Larry Bird had incredible things to say about Chris Ford. I've known Chris Ford for a lifetime. And we probably, just by chance, would run into each other a couple of times a year. The last time I saw Chris was at the, and it, it should be no surprise. By the way, I, I, I you're going to hear my new iPhone, my new iPhone 14, you know, I... I took the route. I always replace my phone every two years. But about six months ago, I took the route of replacing the battery. Of course, because of batteries plus bulbs, I thought, hey, the phone's great. I've never kept one this long. Every two years, I've gotten a new new phone since the very beginning of iPhone. But I deviated and I paid a price. I'll I'll explain that later. But you're going to hear it. It's no matter how low I keep it. 
the the sound is of I have to say the iPhone 14 is superior the camera is remarkable and for me in the communications business I record commercials I do all kinds of things interviews the sound is amazing so I'll, I'll get to that later because that as I always tell you not not that this never happened to anyone else but things happen to me that are almost just inexplicable. After the first break, I'll tell you all about it. It was it was an ordeal, but we made it. It's one of those things where if you just you just tackle your problems that are presented one at a time, you work your way through it, and you ultimately come out the other end. And I'll explain to you what happened with that. Because it's another one of those things. I can't say it's only only happens to me, but fits right in within my doctrine of I have the worst luck with little things. Phenomenal blessed luck with big things. But I'm telling you, this list of things that I get hit with, it's it's been piling up for quite a while. So anyhow, I want to talk about Chris for a minute. Chris Ford could be the most accomplished person to ever live a life as humble as he did. On his 74th birthday, on January 11th, he had a heart attack. And six days later, and we heard about it in Disney World. And I was just pulling for Chris. And then we heard on January 17th, the day before we were coming home that Chris had passed. Big time superstar that was the most kind and humble person that you'll ever meet. This guy could have been talking about his coaching career, his playing career, his NBA championships as a player as an assistant coach, as a head coach, playing with Larry Bird and all these people. Just like the greatest generation, he never talked about it. Never. I I defy anyone. And I'll tell you what I regret. We were really good friends, and I never took the opportunity to interview him I wrote a story about him. If you Google it, I did write a story about Chris. So modest. So incredibly humble and a beautiful person. The last time I saw Chris and then my phone, ding, and it's louder than ever, no matter how low I keep it. I was about to say the last time I saw Chris was at the Gateway Theater in Summers Point which was no surprise because he doted and loved and supported his grandchildren, his children and grandchildren, but his grandchildren in local theater. He loved local theater. I I told you that um, over the past year plus, I have fallen in love with local theater, just absolutely love it. And I saw Chris, and we talked for just a quick minute or two, And I could look up the date. We wrote an article about it. I believe it was at the Bye Bye Birdie play that I saw Chris. 
in Summers Point a few months back. Truly a beautiful man. Let me give you, um, if you would like to pay your last respects, there are a number of opportunities to do so. Sunday, this Sunday, that's January 22nd. Noah's birthday, by the way. 15. Oh, how did this happen? Can't believe it. 2 to 4 p.m. at Adams Perfect Funeral Home. That's at 1650 New Road, very near here to Broadcast Center in Northfield. There are other opportunities as well. Let me see. Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. And then 6 to 8 p.m. Visitation will also be held at St. Michael's Church in Atlantic City this Monday. That's January 23rd from 9 to 11 a.m., followed by a Catholic Mass at 11 a.m. And interment will follow at Holy Cross Cemetery in Mays Landing. You can make a donation in Chris's name if you would like to. That will benefit local school children, and it can be made to the John Middle Initial C. Allen Charitable Trust at 2106 New Road Suite A3, Linwood, New Jersey, where Chris was a member of the board. So we say goodbye to a great friend, really a great person, a great American, a a professional, extraordinaire of an athlete and as a coach, just an overall great guy. We're going to step aside for just a few minutes. And then when we come back, because I want to tell you about it, only my immediate family, well, I guess anybody sort of, you don't know the details, but I did put when I finally could return to Facebook and I'll explain, what do you mean? You couldn't, I'll explain it's, it's not complicated. But it's going to take me a few minutes to explain exactly what happened. And the timing was, how do I say this? Not great. 17 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. It's Friday, TGIF. You know, I, I, I have to say, I encourage you to consider this. If you want to take five days off of work. And you can work with your employer, however that, you know, goes in in your particular situation. But I took off Friday of last week. So I was here for almost the entire week. And then I got back in time to be with you this week. And I like that. I'm I'm not exactly sure that I've ever done that before. Because there is obviously a desire to take two days off, then you're five, and then two days off right after. And, oh, my God, it's nine days Uh, I really love this. We were away. Love that. Always look forward to coming home. Spirit Air, thank you. Right on time. Beautiful flight. Something I've never experienced, particularly over the past several years, as things have gotten crazy. There was probably only about 50 people on our plane. We arrived 12, 10-ish a.m., very late after midnight on Thursday, yesterday. We took off on Wednesday, landed on Thursday, but there was about 50 people on this flight. I did a quasi, I couldn't believe it because I just sat down and when I got up once, when the the seatbelt sign came off, 
I just took a peek to the back. And there was almost no one. I couldn't believe it. A handful of people in front of us, because we like to sit up close to the front, and, and hardly anyone in the back. I haven't seen anything like that. Usually you hear, we'll offer you 500 hours if you don't go. And if you can, you know, uh, and every seat, uh, you can take your seat. Every seat is sold out. I mean, nothing. This was really, it was very enjoyable, I have to say. Fox News commentary. House Republicans vow to protect Mount Rushmore from wokesters. And as a born and raised South Dakotan, this is music to my ears. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Activists have been trying their damnedest to get rid of Mount Rushmore, claiming it's a symbol of patriarchy, white supremacy, and whatever else they're offended by this week. Well, House Republicans are saying too bad. Our lone South Dakota Representative Dusty Johnson introduced a bill to protect our monument. The bill prohibits federal funds from being used to change, destroy, or rename Mount Rushmore. I'm from South Dakota. In fact, I grew up and my parents still live just miles from the monument. It's not only one of the only visible accolades our state is known for, it's a proud national symbol that honors our forefathers and our nation's history. The fact the woke crowd has been successful tearing down other statues, memorials, and relics of history is disgraceful. If a rock offends you so badly, you really need to reassess your triggers. Mount Rushmore ain't going anywhere, crybabies. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show Tommy Laren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 21 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. All right, so let's see. The date is easy to remember because it was Friday the 13th. I didn't think about that. Uh, I knew we were flying on Friday the 13th, and actually Noah made a comment about that. Friday the 13th. Yeah, I said, we've done it before, Noah. We'll be fine. So anyhow... Margie and I are packed, ready to go. I was sitting down just about – I had to do like one last little thing to an article that I wanted to publish prior to leaving for the airport because then it was my plan to not publish at all for five or six days, I guess six days. Uh, I I wound up breaking that twice, uh, but – Anyhow, 15 minutes before we're leaving, my phone goes black, black screen. I was doing next to nothing. I had just hit a keystroke and the phone just shut off. That had happened. I think I'd mentioned that before and I didn't like it because that just glitchiness is something that I just don't want to have. Because I, do, I want things to be reliable. But in the past, I learned that if you hit the power up volume, power down volume, real quick, just boom, boom. And then you hold the button on the right that the phone, you should see the Apple logo after a certain number of seconds. Sometimes I held it for, I, I never counted, but 
10, 15, 20 seconds maybe. It seems like nothing except when you're doing something like that, it seems like forever. And then it would return. Well, this wouldn't return. And it went on and on. So I don't have a phone at this point, which is uncomfortable. You don't realize. I think I shouldn't say that. I don't think we realize enough how much we depend on these devices. And if you're going to Disney World, it, you're my Disney experience. It may be how you open your hotel room if you don't have a band, uh, how you get on to the different park rides, how you get into the park. I mean, you need it. You, you, you know, We live in a digital age. You want to be in contact. I'm in the communications business. I want to be able to be nimble. I want to be able to post if I need to and be be accessible. Uh, it was terrible. So if finally we we land, phone still, I thought maybe it'll you know, come back on. So we were driving to our resort and I heard ding, 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 because there were so many people that had reached out to me. The phone was going bananas. So I thought, hey, wait a minute, that's not anybody else in the car. That's my phone. It's on. I go into my bag because I usually have my phone in my pocket, but dead phone i just decided to throw it in my bag and the phone was back but it only came back for about 30 seconds meanwhile i thought you need your apple id that wasn't a problem i knew my apple id i didn't know because i had changed it when i was had my identity stolen i would have known it but i changed it a couple of years ago if I didn't have my Apple ID, I I still probably – I would have done it yesterday because I did have yesterday to get a few things done. I would have probably been able to work some things out yesterday, but still not having the Apple ID to get to the cloud, to get all your information. I don't know what what to say about that. It wouldn't have been good, and I, I can tell you that because we made it. Margie and Noah and I went to an Apple store that we found. Keep in mind – uh, I had switched. I'd been with AT&T since their very existence back in the um, – I'm talking about for digital – back to the early 1980s when phones were one way. Hello. How are you? Beep. Hey, I'm good. How are you? Beep. You couldn't talk at the same time. It was one at a time. So – we finally get to this, uh, and there's no X. I switched to Xfinity. There is no Xfinity store within 99 miles of Disney World. Thought you'd need to know that. Nine, not 90 miles, not 100. 99 miles. There were many listed, but all permanently closed, permanently closed, that would have been closer. No Xfinity store. That would have been the easiest way to go because I would have been at the place that I have service. Easy to prove on me. Uh, couldn't do that. So to make a long story short, there there was a hero. We found an Apple store. There was about a 30-minute drive. Took an Uber at this very big mall. And we, we think about malls are dying. Oh, my gosh. You should have saw this place. 250 stores. I mean bustling like we remember. When malls were happening, malls, I, I, I'm not putting anybody down, but the malls are pretty much dead in this area. Not there. And there's more than one. This was like the Florida Mall of something.
250 stores. I mean, gigantic. So we meander around. We find the Apple store. And three hours later, I walk out with a new iPhone 14 with service. And the cloud had downloaded all my stuff. Only because of a great Apple store employee, mom of two, and she was expecting her third, wonderful person. And she did some things that I I could never have just taken the phone with me and ever gotten it turned on. I had to prove I was me because, look, anybody could buy a phone and say, hey, could you switch my phone to 609, blah, 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 blah. So you have to prove you're you. Well, they want to text message me. I said, we understand that's the whole problem. The phone's broken, dead. You can't text me. We got to prove on me another way. So you think it's easy. This was an absolute nightmare ordeal. Three hours in the making. And finally, an Xfinity Hero employee agreed that I was me. I mean, imagine literally, you know, sometimes where it gets very frustrating because they, they, they follow this manual or something procedure that they're reading. All right, we're going to send you a text message and then you have to type that message back to me. I said, wait a minute. You've said that before. I cannot send you a text message because the phone is dead. That's why I'm on the phone with you, because I have this new phone. And then the tricky part was in days gone by, you would just drop your SIM card into the new phone and away you go. However, the iPhone 11 is the old fashioned SIM card that did wind up helping me. The new phone is it's called eSIM. So you have to convert the old SIM to an eSIM. I don't want to get too technical here. It was very, very frustrating. But I'm good with I don't mind. I mean, it was wrecking kind of. Well, it did wreck the first day, but I had to have a phone. There was just no way to to nav. I would have had a terrible vacation. I mean, it's not like I'm on it incessantly, but uh, I got to have it. And I needed it for so many things during the week. But of course, it didn't break like a day before, a week before, 15 minutes before leaving for the airport. So after proving somehow, I don't even know how I did it, because they just wanted to keep sending me a text message. I said, well, you keep sending that, but I'm not going to see them until we turn on my phone. The other good news was the cloud on my phone had been backed up. I was very fortunate. It had been backed up at 12 midnight the previous day. So I literally had only missed a couple of tiny little things here and there. Everything was retrieved. The new phone, I have to say, is spectacular. Uh, it's, the technology is amazing. And because of an Apple employee and an Xfinity, they finally transferred me to someone. I said, look, you're a very nice person, but I I cannot listen to you tell me again that you're going to send me a text and I have to tell you what the text is. I, 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 you're giving me something that's physically, humanly impossible to do. You've got to give me to somebody else. 
that that has decision making authority because we're we're not going to get anywhere here. Well, I've sent you another text. I said, stop it. Stop with the texts. Uh, I can't I can't see them. So they got me. You you hear them now. Uh, They got me to a person that was just incredible. And if I had him first, it would have been hours less. He got me taken care of in five minutes. Service switched to the new phone. Moral of this story, if you have Apple technology, have your screen name and password. First thing the Apple person said to me, she said, screen name's not that big a deal. She said, please tell me you have your your Apple ID. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you the most important part. My phone turned on one more time for a very short while. And I was able to go in. I had the Apple ID written in my desk at home. You know God is great, I'm telling you, because how did this phone turn on? It's never turned on again. It turned on one more time. And it was flat on a, on a, um, a table. I didn't move it because I, I thought maybe something is loose in there or something. Uh, I just gently went to my area where I kept uh, the Apple ID and I got it. And that was that was magical because she told me without that, we were not going to be able to do it. She could have given me a phone. I might have been able to have it turned on somehow, some way. But I would not have been able to retrieve all of my data, which is countless contacts, all kinds of stuff that I use on a regular basis. Countless apps, everything. Thank God the phone turned on and then it went out again and it's never come on since. But I had it just long enough to get the Apple ID. So think about this. You got to, and I did, but I was, I was a thousand miles from home as that's as the crow flies longer, I guess, by ground. I had my Apple ID, but not anywhere I could get it. So don't put your secret things in a phone and have that be the only place that they are. Because if the phone dies, you've got no way to get it. And especially important, everything else will be in the cloud. But you need that Apple ID. And then you'll be good to go. Without it, big time trouble. We'll be back. And it's good to be back. 34 minutes past the hour. This is the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A New Jersey look at the forever closing of Disney Splash Mountain. Check it out. It was a fun story to write. Ventnor Mayor Beth McIgnano will soon resign her position. We have the story. And a lot of eyeballs have seen this one. Atlantic City rebranding. From Meet AC to Visit Atlantic City. Check out that news on the app. 
From the Towns Point, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Well, yesterday was a soggy, sloppy, disgusting day. Today will be better, but not perfect. We'll catch breaks of sun here across South Jersey with a brisk wind and maybe a passing rain shower later on. High temperature reaching about 49 degrees. Skies will continue to clear tonight with a low of 33. Partly sunny, cool, and dry tomorrow with a high of 44. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Some people got COVID and thought. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's 40 minutes past the hour. So not lost on me is that we haven't had a chance yet to talk together about President Biden and all of these documents, all these classified documents that they kept saying, hey, this is it. And we're, we're policing ourselves. You know, there's no raid good enough for us. So just our guys will go in there. Oops, you don't have clearance. Let's call someone who does. Well, how do you know what you saw? And were they in those folders? And, and why didn't we have them put all over the floor and have the FBI take a picture? Oh, that's right. Uh, understand something. I hear people erroneously say, and it's one of those things where they, they genuinely, honestly think they're right, but they're flat out wrong. And that's when they say we have a two-tiered system of justice. We don't have a two-tiered system of justice at all. We have a two-political. We have a two-party system of justice is what we have. Think about it. Hillary Clinton, her own lawyers were allowed to be in the room. They were people either that were persons of interest or at least potentially witnesses. They were allowed to be in the room while the FBI interviewed Hillary Clinton. That never happens. That never happens. The FBI said, oh, do us a favor. Uh, before you get out the bleach bit and the pickaxes and destroy all the evidence and delete all the emails and stuff, would you send them all to us? She got that ability. They were able to destroy everything they wanted to destroy because the DOJ and the FBI didn't come and get the evidence. They, they said, you'll just get it to us with Biden's people months ago. Yeah, yeah, just your lawyers, just just get us everything. And they keep finding more and more. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, we refer you to the Justice Department. We refer you to the special counsel. Uh, we can't comment. We can't comment. We refer you back to the press secretary who refers you back to them. So just understand, it is it is really spectacular that we have an apples to apples situation to show the difference between how Hillary and Biden have and were treated to how Trump is treated. It's I mean, it's it's like a different world. The difference in the treatment. And can we agree on something that is ridiculous to let Biden's attorneys examine the crime scene? How's Joe Biden allowed to go back to the crime scene? It's absurd. I mean, would football players be told to mail in their urine sample for their drug test or a baseball player? Yes, uh, we will not. We want to collect a uh, sample. Would you just mail that to us? You have to do things objectively. 
you can't do it like this, but they are. Now, think about this. As the, the FBI and the Department of Justice and the special counsel, as they look at if there's any criminal activity here, what do they have to go by? Biden's lawyers giving you the information? What is that? And I want to repeat something I said right before the break. Why don't we have the classified documents spread out on the floor and this picture and and the New York Times make a 3D model of how close crackhead Hunter Biden was? You know, he was passed out, they say, uh, in that garage. For all we know, he was he was drooling all over the pile of the documents. And Biden says, yeah, it's, it's locked up in there with my Corvette. Like, like, that's good. How about we need to know how many people had access to that? Trump's documents, whether you love him or hate him, were in a locked storage area that the government knew where they were and said, just do us a favor, make us sleep a little bit better at night. Put an extra lock on this door. Sure, we'll put an extra lock on the door. You got it. His place has surveillance. How about you think we have surveillance tapes from Joe Biden's house? Allegedly, the FBI says that they have the list of the visitors to Biden's home. And that if Congress asks for it, we'll give it to you. Want to bet we hear later that Congress has asked for it and they don't get it? They just say they'll give it to you, but they never do. That's my prediction. And that will happen over time. Yo, yeah, yeah, we'll take you up on that. Uh, here We're verbally asking you, and here's the memo. We'll send it in the mail. We'll electronically uh, send the, the message that, yes, we want, we want the list of all these people. Who are all these people? That, because it's in the house. It's in the garage. It's at the Biden Center. The, buy, uh, the Penn people say they never got money from China. It's documented the tens of millions given uh, from China. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on here. And they allow the Biden lawyers to, to handle the investigation. This is crazy. Remember Hillary? Her lawyers looked through the server. They destroyed things they didn't want the government to see. You remember all that? What was there that the Biden attorneys decided not to turn over? Did they destroy anything? How will we know? Why didn't the FBI go and get that stuff the moment they found out about it? And how did it get there to begin with? And Biden gets, as I said, and I heard someone use the same phrase, but I've said it long before they did. Biden is like a spectator to his own life, to his own presidency. He's surprised. He's surprised that all these documents are there. What do you mean? You put them there. Trump's not allowed to be surprised they're all there. You called it the most irresponsible thing ever. You hear that phone? I'm telling you, I put it. I mean, I have to mute it for it not to. No matter how low I keep it, it's at like 10 percent. So anyhow, uh, that that's my take on all of this. Not a two-tiered system of justice, a two-party system of justice. For example, 
You're telling me Trump didn't have a legitimate suit against Hillary Clinton for what she did? It's proven that she and the DNC concocted and paid for that bull crap Russia collusion nonsense. Trump files a suit and a judge appointed by Bill Clinton decides that Trump owes a million dollars because the, Trump, the suit was frivolous and never should have been brought forward to begin with? What, what country are we living in anymore? Look, if he doesn't prevail in court, that's one thing. But hit for a million dollars? Like he didn't have standing? I am telling you that this is the most corrupt time in modern American history. I can't go back any further than, than I have the ability to do. But there's been nothing like this. Anyone alive today, there has never been anything like this. Where one side gets to destroy evidence. Yeah, just turn it over to us. And why weren't they charged with destruction of evidence? There's these things, spoliation of evidence. When you do that, you lose the whole case because it's allowed to be determined that you destroyed it because it was going to go against you. These are all written into our laws. If you were on a jury and it was proven before your court, your jury, that someone is called spoliation of evidence, that someone had spoiled evidence to keep you from learning the truth, you as a juror are instructed that you're allowed to decide that they destroyed it You're allowed to count that evidence like it's there, in other words. Because it's been proven that they spoiled the evidence so that you wouldn't learn about it when making your decision. Pickaxes, bleach bit. What do you mean with a cloth? Why did you clean? She was asked the question. Why did you clean those servers? What do you mean with a cloth? The Hillary Shrillery. She gets away with it. I mean, is it possible? You know anything's possible. But what's the likelihood that the Biden special counsel will, because he's trying to take the case that he didn't uh, purposely have the documents. Well, that's not the law. The law doesn't, you know, the bank robber didn't mean to take the money. If you've got the documents, that triggers the law. Not that you didn't have any intention. That's that crap that Comey said, that Hillary had no intention. Is it possible? I say it is. That Biden's special counsel will exonerate him. This he guy, whatever his name is. And that Trump's will crush him. And Biden's is Far worse than Trump's. I don't care what anybody tries to trick you. Oh, there's no comparison between what Trump did and Biden. Well, I, I would agree with that. Trump's were all contained and they, they, the government knew where they were. Biden's are all over the place and more and more and more five times kept finding more. Big difference. I want to know where the Biden documents in those envelopes with the red borders, classified things what were they doing there? Who brought them there? Why were they all over the place? Why were they in the garage? Why were they in the house? Why were they at the Biden Center? 
who did the Chinese get to see these things that Biden's in in political bed with and in business with? Come on. We have to learn all this, don't we? They're 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 hammering Trump every which way they can. Giving him the worst intentions for having those documents. What does Biden get the best or even better? Does it do they get to act like they're not even there because he didn't know they were? I'm really surprised. Oh, really? You're surprised for like seven years? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. It is 54 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Wide open forum coming up right after the top of the hour news break. John Zarek will join us in the 8 o'clock hour and the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, no doubt going to be a lot of fun. We'll let you know what's going to be happening uh, a little bit later as we're working on something that we want to close out the program with. But I don't want to say anything until I have confirmation. Let me comment about Jerry Blavitt because rumors were swirling yesterday. See, one of the things about having so many uh, instant ways to communicate in, in, in very massive numbers that you can spread anything. And so I can't begin to tell you, I had, I had to stop answering it because I, I couldn't um, I couldn't keep up with it. I, I had so many messages, so many text messages, social media messages, uh, Harry, is it true to Jerry Blavitt die? Let me say this right now. No, Jerry Blavitt didn't die. He didn't die yesterday. You know, I can't speak about anybody about today, but he didn't die yesterday. And it got so bad that the family had to put out a statement. Quote, we are aware of the rumors surrounding Jerry's death. They are untrue. As you know. Jerry has been struggling with health issues over the past several months. He is currently with his family and closest friends and loved ones. Someone who I know very well wrote me that they were with Jerry yesterday. I knew Jerry was alive. We ask that you continue to keep Jerry with his family and his family in your prayers rather than spread rumors and respect the privacy that he deserves. Quote, unquote, statement from the Jerry Blavitt family, because we are living in times where rumors just go crazy. Now, I've known about this for probably a couple of months, and the reason is simple. Jerry is 82 years old, and he has been one of the healthiest people that you'll ever know. Very fit, always worked out regularly, and was able to keep a very full-time active schedule into more than 81 years of life, 60-some, close to 70 uh, in television and radio. When he had to cancel a few gigs, I knew immediately that something's up because he just doesn't miss work. And he did acknowledge in early January, and then again, I believe, on like January 11th, that he was dealing with with certain issues that I'm not going to get into. But then the rumors yesterday started that he had died. And I, I'm telling you, I, I it was all day 
Is it true, Harry? Did, did Jerry Blavitt die? Is it true? Is it true? Is it true? Again and again and again. Uh, and it just wouldn't stop. And then the Internet went crazy with, with all of it as well. So I'm not aware of his condition at this time other than uh, as of yesterday, I know where Jerry is. I know that he is alive. And I know that he has been dealing with some health issues over the past several months. And that's to the extent that I will comment on it, except to say that the rumors that he had died were were false. Been very eventful. David Crosby, 81 years old, he passed away yesterday. Uh, a couple of dear friends of mine wrote to me, almost like just death is all around us. But what happens, the older that we get, the closer we get, and of course, those that are older than us, and really age isn't really the issue. There are people living healthy, incredibly healthy, well into their 90s, spry and smart and active and driving and all of that. And then there are people that get cut down very early. 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. I consider Chris Ford a very young 74. He was extremely active. Very vibrant man. If you didn't hear my opening comments, I began my return with my comments about Chris, who suffered a heart attack on his birthday, January 11th, and he passed away. Uh, two, uh, three days ago on January 17th. And again, his services, there are a number of opportunities if you would like to pay your respects. Uh, this Sunday, first visitation is 2 to 4 p.m. at Adams Perfect Funeral Home, 1650 New Road in Northfield. Second visitation this Sunday, January 22nd from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Adams Perfect Funeral Home. Then on Monday, January 23rd from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at St. I'm sorry, St. Michael's Catholic Church. Forgive me, St. Michael's Catholic Church, 10 North Mississippi Avenue in Atlantic City. Uh, the Ventner boy in me said St. James. And then Monday, January 23rd, 11 a.m. at St. James. And then interment will be at 1.30 p.m. this Monday at Holy Cross Cemetery. In May's Landing, we will be back, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open right now. It's early in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Six minutes past the hour to your calls in just a moment. We go at 609-407-1450. We have made uh, sort of a, I don't know, call celeb. I don't know what to call it. I mean, we've said it so many times that we are living in bizarro world. 
And I said it before many people would even acknowledge. I think many people do believe now it is a bizarre world of sorts. I mean, think about it. You have Joe Biden uh, with all these classified documents. And, of course, quote, unquote, I have no regrets. He gets to spin that whole crap of lies. You've got Alec Baldwin now charged with, I think it's two different counts, but of the involuntary manslaughter. He said before, quote, someone is responsible, but I can say that it's not me. Well, now the gun was in your hand and the gun went off and the, the bullet that was in the gun that was in your hand that went off uh, struck a woman in the chest and killed her. Almost instantly, very, very quickly. But you someone is responsible, but, but you can say it is not me. Uh, look, I think the armor definitely. You know, if I was a juror in that case and they were making the defense, look, yes, I was the producer, but the, the armor inspected it and gave it to me. And, you know, I had no reason to believe it was it was loaded. Uh, you, you know, you let a jury decide all those facts. But I mean, just again, they, they these liberals, socialist liberals that that are bystanders, spectators to their own lives. They, they just take themselves like they're not even there in all this stuff. It's crazy. Then if it's a conservative, it, if somebody planted it on you, now you had it, it's, it's on you, you had it, you're responsible. The defense for Biden is he had no intention of having classified documents. Hillary Clinton, no intent. So when they're caught, they just say, well, I, I didn't intend to, to get caught. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Harry, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Uh, your article about the Abseekin Post Office uh, last week. Yes. And the... Uh, I was at the post office Wednesday. I didn't get there yesterday. But when I walked in, there was a fella putting the display case back up on the wall. It had nothing in it yet. But I asked him, I said, is that display that was taken down going to be replaced? And he just looked at me and said, uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, <clears throat> But uh, your article had... Uh, Good results, I hope. Uh, I'll be there today, and uh, if it is, I'll, I'll let you know. But oh, I'm happy. Really that that sounds promising, and I'm very happy to know that, and I'm, I'm happy you shared it and that you took the time to go there and check it all out. Uh, that's, that's what you want when, when something like this happens and you bring it out. You just hope that people would take a look at it and say, you know what? Let's revisit that. That wasn't right. Let, let's, let's, let's correct that. When people do that, I always forget about like, – it's stupid it happened in the first place, but I don't dwell on that. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful with what you said. I can't imagine they're putting up the, the area to display nothing. So let's, let's believe that that's where we're headed with this, and I, I do look forward to hearing that it actually takes place. I just want to give you a heads up. And just a quick FYI. Channel 6 is reporting the uh, about Jerry Blavitt that uh, he has passed. Uh, this morning they're, they're reporting that? It was just on the news. As I was listening to you, the Channel 6 uh, news uh, reported that. Yeah. 
as of yesterday, though, when people were were just being very unkind and spreading rumors, it was not true. All right, Harry. Th- welcome back. Thank you, Eric. Bye now. See you. We'll we'll wait to confirm that because I do have very very good friends who will be able to uh, to confirm that. I actually wrote something very very kind uh, about Jerry yesterday that I've just basically been holding and uh, did not want to go with it yesterday with with all the rumors that were swirling. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, sad to hear that, but based on what I was told. Um, I'm not surprised, but again, we're not confirming that until I can confirm it. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Now, my son that I'm in Italy, my little brother. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Mark Garland hired that guy Smith from the World Court from Europe to come back to write up a paper against Trump. No matter what, Mark Garland is paying this guy Smith come up with this paper so for although now that by uh the big guy got caught with the papers it may hurt biden's party but merrick arnold is paying this guy smith to write something up and he's going to have to produce some sort of paperwork to give to a FISA judge or a magistrate to go get trump in- indicted it's unfair because merrick arnold didn't have enough people of, of of his own he had to go get like a special special guy to write it up what do you think about all that Oh, I don't think much. Uh, I don't think much of Merrick Garland. I don't trust him. I don't think he had any choice in terms of the special counsel, because even the guy he put on the case said you have to have a special counsel here. And he couldn't even in this twisted, sick government that we're, we're operating under right now. They couldn't put a special counsel on Trump and not put one on Biden. Keeping in mind the, the thing you're going to hear a lot of people in the media say, Democrat media, uh, Trump appointed judge. You know, you can't say anything about this. Trump appointed judge. Well, l- l- let's just say and I, and I love President Trump, but he's made a few bonehead appointments uh, over the years so that not every judge he picked is perfect. And just because it's a Trump appointed judge doesn't mean that you're going to get an anti Biden decision. So I don't I I don't like what I've heard about this guy that is the special counsel on Biden. Uh, I don't trust anything about it. The fact that they did it uh, was to shut everybody up. It doesn't necessarily get you a just result. Uh, I, I believe there's a lot of problems here when you allow the perps attorneys to go rummaging around and retrieve all the evidence and then, oh, thanks. We'd like you to go get this and give it to us. I don't trust any of it, Mark. Last point is with Jean, Jean Pierre. The, I believe she's a Haitian girl with the glued on cheese noodles on top of her head. She's above her pay grade right now. She can't pitch on the press conference because she can't. She couldn't handle it before all this hit the fan. Now with all the new new stuff. She's a better pay grade. I don't, she's just going to sit there with a dumb look on her face. She can't respond to any of the reporters. Well, she's, come on. When she says there's nothing there and then there is and then that's it, we got it all. And no, it's not. Oops, that's what I thought. I refer you to the special counsel. I mean, she, I can't imagine that she's going to be around more than the next couple of months. I just can't. Correct. Even. 
I can't, I can't imagine it. But they are so corrupt, though, that they might just keep her because they'll say that, um, you know, we think she's great. She's doing a great job, even though everybody knows last, she's terrible. Right, last quick point. On the BBC this morning when I saw on the news, they had a, the guy that's the Secretary of Defense, uh, the gentleman, I, I forgot his last name, the black gentleman, he was great. In a real good speech today, helping uh, the Ukraine and blah blah blah. I don't think they covered it in the U.S. But I, it, but if I had to choose a president right now, I mean, if you had to get rid of Biden, of course I want my president, the, the Donald. But that guy, that guy made a real good impression, and he, he was pretty good. He was like, I, I gave him an A from his meeting today. He introduced uh, President Zelensky. Uh, he's finally getting Germany and a bunch of other companies to chip in. The guy was pretty good. I, I never saw that guy before, but I, I, he impressed me. Well, hey, look, uh, it's such an unimpressive situation that if you find one refreshing uh, moment, it's like a sparkler, you know, like 10 poofs of light. And then it makes that and then it's nothing. It glows a little bit and then it's just the sulfur smell. Uh, Mark, I've got to go. Good call. 16 minutes past the hour. Your phone calls continue on the Hurley in the Morning program. 609-407-1450. Am I going to get to talk a little bit of football with guest listener Eric? Hmm. I think so. Next. Here's Sean Hannity first. Your Morning Expresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. In the 70s, Newsweek and, and, and these climate alarmists, they were telling us that an ice age was coming. That evolved into global warming. Then when that didn't occur, it just became a general climate change issue. New York Times said the most likely rate of rise, some experts say, most of the beaches on the east coast of the U.S. will be gone in 25 years by 2021. It's 2023, in case anybody wants to know. In 2006, Time magazine claimed that the Earth was at a tipping point. We all should be very worried. This crap has been shoved down our throats. Our kids have been indoctrinated and lied to. The Green New Deal has nothing to do with anything green. It has everything to do with the radical socialism. And they're all lying to us. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself just go to their website. It's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no-obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. News. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning, right here on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you, Sean. 20 minutes past the hour. To your calls we go on the Hurley in the Morning program at 609-407-1450. 
Eric, are we going to talk about what I think we're going to talk about? We're definitely going to talk about football. All right. Listen, before we get to it, uh, it yes. it's a shame um, uh, Chris Ford passed. Ah, really? Open the show when with was, that. When I was young, yeah. When I was young, uh, Mayor Ben Coyle took us to. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. He took us to see him play at Holy Spirit. He said, "You got to see this kid. He's fantastic." And uh, and I got to see him this summer. He used to come into Margate Wawa once in a while. What a, what a great man. And if it's true about Jerry, he, he's a great guy, too. I mean, God, what an icon. No know? doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah. believe, I believe it is true. Um, and I'd say it's heartbreaking, but what a legendary career and what a career of longevity on top of that. Really? Yes. Really. Yeah, he had a lot of, he had a lot of energy, that man. He really did. So uh, God rest their souls if that's – hey. Listen, I would have texted you in Florida, and I was looking at all the games last week, and I was going, I'm not getting on this flip phone and texting all these games to you. I said, I was thinking I should have texted you. Give me a call. We would have wrote down the games. Yeah, we could have. I would have. I don't know who you would. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next year, I'll do it. Well, I'll call you. I'll text you to call me, so it's easier to just write them down. You got my number. Yes, I do. Anyway. Anyway, here we go. We're going for pizzas this week. And, uh, well, who, do you, do you want me to give, I know you want the Eagles. I know, listen, I know you love the Eagles. You want the Eagles. And so I'll, I'll go first because the Eagles is second game. We got the Jags plus eight and a half at Kansas City. Man, this, this, um, Peterson for the Jags, he scares me, this coach, because he used to coach the Eagles, but I got to take the Chiefs. I got to take the Chiefs this week. Yeah, that that's uh, with the way the Chiefs are playing. That's um, that's pretty good. All right, you got that one. You know what I'm doing. The Giants is yeah. I know you're going with the birds. I got the Giants. I was looking online. I got online every morning. It's Giants plus seven and a half. So it's a lot of points. I, you know, I do love that. I do. I'm going to take that when I do go to bet that this weekend. I am going to take the Giants in a teaser bet plus thirteen and a half. Just and I am going to. I'm going to tease the other way. And I'm going to tease the Eagles minus one and a half. And I hope that hopefully that bet lands right in the middle, you know, if you're a betting guy. So I got the Giants plus seven and a half. And I'm going to this, – this line I do not understand. It, it opened at four at Cincy at the Bills. It went to five. And this morning it's at five and a half. And I cannot understand this line at all. Uh so you got the birds. I was going to go with the Bills, but this is going to be this is going to be a close game. What do you think? Um, the Bills don't look great right now. What are the point? What are the points in that game? Do not understand. Is there any reason this line's plus five and a half? Uh, reputation. Or do you think all the money's just going on the bills and they're trying to get the money back on the other side? Well, they always do that towards the end, but I think the line was pretty well established throughout. I don't think it's changed that much. Bills are getting it on reputation. I mean, look, the way the Giants played, right. uh, seven and a half points. I, I'm, I'm on, I think, the sucker end of two, two sides here so far because I think KC is going to win by more than eight. And I, I don't know that the Eagles will win by eight. Uh, so you you might I might be feeding you. I don't think. Listen, listen, my friend, you're not on the sucker on anything because all the years I haven't come up <laughs> with a pizza yet. So you can say all you want. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'm headed. In, 
I'm heading into the convention center, uh, putting in the pool and spa. I'll tell John Devlin that I was Please. working with him all day yesterday. All right, so who do you have okay, in the Bills game? I got I got Buffalo minus five and a half. And the last game, I, I can't stand the Cowboys, but I know you're going to take Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm going to. San I, Fran, I, San I, Fran mine. I, I'm actually, how many points is that game? It's three and a half they're giving the Cowboys. I'm taking the line actually moved to four. It moved to four two days ago. I was watching it and moved back to three and a half this All morning. Right. I, I'll, I will give you the Cowboys plus three and a half. Well, I'm going to be rooting for you because I want the Cowboys to go down. I cannot stand Dak Prescott. And I'll tell you what, if any of these lines move, I'll text you over the weekend. Yeah, we'll go with what okay, we just brother. did. We'll go with what we just did. Whatever we did right now, we stay with. Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, I got a, a Hassie's Battery Plus Bulbs place because I got a Cosia phone and the, the battery's starting to not hold a charge. They well, they're, they're excellent. They'll do it right on the spot and uh, you'll walk right out of there with it. Okay, sounds good. Yep. All right, brother, I'll let somebody else get on. I'll be texting you over the weekend. Good luck, Eric. All right, take care of you, too. You too, my friend. 25 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning. Maybe the Eagles have a chance. That would be cool, huh? Yeah, what was that movie? Uh, uh, so you're saying we have a chance? Was that Dumber and Dumber? So, so no, no, it was Jim. Yeah, Jim Carrey, right? You say you, you say we have a chance? Uh, no, I like the Eagles' chances to win. I just don't know if they're going to win by eight. A lot of Eagles' wins have been under a touchdown. I think they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. And, and is Dak Prescott rather is um, Jalen Hurts? They say he's off of the injured list completely, but how can he be a hundred percent? when he couldn't even throw the ball like a week or two ago. So we'll see what happens. And the Giants getting to play, I think, was a big deal. Eagles played against the Giants last, but it was against the Giants' third-string quarterback uh, and a lot of substitute players uh, that don't usually play a lot. So we'll see. I like the Eagles. I like KC, even though Eric's got them. Uh, I'm I'm not a big believer in the Bills right now. They do find a way, it seems, to get it done, but uh, I'm not confident in them. And I really would pick the Cowboys against almost any team, uh, but the, the San Francisco 49ers are playing phenomenal football. Really, really good. Cool. cool. What's yeah, up? Now, I've heard that the – yeah, I've heard the assistant director, Dave Halls, claim he had nothing to do with the live round being in the pistol. Then why did he yell cold gun? And, uh, you know, it's possible to put a live round in the pistol without the armorer knowing about it. She's not watching it at every step. Well, who knows what's going on in that situation? But the fact of the matter is the live round killed Helena Hutchins and went through her body and actually severely injured Joel Souza or Sal's, whatever, however you pronounce his name, the director. Now, she was actually uh, going to expose pedophilia in Hollywood. And the whole thing is that uh, that is involved with witchcraft. I mean, people said it's all whacked out and whacked out. We'll mm-hmm. do whatever we want to. But actually, Mel Gibson was was actually has been exposing that. And they said, well, how come it took you so long? He says, a lot of those directors and producers have died. The problem with Mel Gibson, he makes it into a great big Jewish conspiracy, and it's not. It's, it's, it's a huge conspiracy with a lot of players involved. And really, it's an ass-clown conspiracy against regular people. And uh, Dave Crosby just died, too. Dave yeah. Crosby was, in, was involved with the left-hand path. So Johnny Todd, that was my first red pill. Had defected from, and he was an initiated wizard or witch or warlock. If you want to use the word warlock, I don't. But anyway, he had asked Dave Crosby as late as 1978. He says, I've been out of it for, since, for six years now. 
He says, is it still the same? That being our, or a lot of the people involved in even not just Hollywood, but the rock world, are they involved with witchcraft? He says, yes, but now you have to be, you have to be initiated in the coven. So actually there's things going on behind the scenes that people are not privy to, but to dismiss everything, a part of waking up is actually seeing things from different points of view. Things you never heard you might dismiss as being whack job or tinfoil hat nonsense or whatever like that. But yeah, the book of Revelation is going to be fulfilled. We don't know when because God knows. But actually we're at war here. We're actually in a spiritual war. Uh, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. You, if you pray the warrior prayer, we, we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. So actually, you know, it, there is a spiritual dimension to everything. And I've been trying to pray every day. I'm a lukewarm Christian in a lot of ways. So I don't want to stand before the living Christ, the ancient of days, with an empty sack. I know that much. Thanks for letting me call in. Flash, it's my honor to take your call and more of your calls right after this. As the Hurley in the Morning program continues almost 30 minutes past the hour. Wide Open Forum continues. John Zarek at 8 and then 9 o'clock hour we'll get to in due time. Don't go away. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Hey, thank you, Harry Hurley, with three stories that you can follow and a fourth that we're about to file. I had it basically written yesterday. Uh, My New Jersey look at the forever closing of Disney's Splash Mountain. We broke the story yesterday that Mayor Beth, Beth Macaniano will resign soon. We have the reasons why. We have the story. Atlantic City's rebranding from Meet AC to visit Atlantic City is complete. And we're going to be writing, and we have written, and we just haven't hit the publish button yet, about the late Jerry Blavitt.com. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Current temperatures hovering around 40 degrees above freezing. So all the puddles from yesterday's rain are still liquid and they'll stay that way. Look for breaks of sun today with a brisk wind, maybe a passing rain shower later on. High temperature 49 degrees. Skies will continue to clear tonight, low 33, and a typical January day tomorrow. Partly sunny, cool and dry, high 44. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Make a New Year's resolution that's news. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. Welcome back. 34 minutes past the hour. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. Hi there. Welcome back. Ah, your dreams are your ticket at. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, they're reporting uh, 6 ABC that uh, Jerry died at 345 this morning. Um, You know, I'm not going to say I knew Jerry, met him a number of times, broadcast pioneers, luncheons, etc. I didn't ever actually work with him. But uh, I worked at uh, WSNI, Sunny, in Philadelphia years ago, 30-some-odd years ago. And uh, he was on WPGR, which was Sunny's AM station. And I, I was in my studio. He was in his studio. And, you know, of course, you have the big glass, and you can see right through. Yep. So I would watch him as he was on the air, and he's behind the mic acting like he was on a stage doing a live performance. I mean, the guy was 
bebopping and scatting and dancing around in the studio. Um, you know, you, you, it's amazing. Andy, as you know, what he always did, no matter what genre, if he was at Memories in Margate, if he was in his studio, if he was in his home studio, no matter where he was, he was acting as though he was on television, not radio. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, uh, 82, uh, I, I thought he would go forever. Uh, but the one thing I did know about him is that he would work until the day he died. Yeah. He and he basically did. Because it wasn't uh, because he, it, he loved what yeah, he did. It wasn't work. He loved what he did. Well, it's like. Yeah, it's like George Burns said, uh, do what you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. But, uh, man, I, I, I expected him to go well into his 90s. He just was, it's just, it is kind of, it really is shocking. Well, so, uh, because, rest in peace. Yeah, because for those who don't know, he was so fit. He worked out. I mean, he had a, a very, yeah. very strict regimen. He worked out. He, you know, you could tell he was in shape, always in shape. And until the last several months, he had never missed a gig in his entire life. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, uh, you and I are, are wired that way too. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do anything. Uh, we never say no, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I never said no when I was in the business, you know, it's, you just, you thoroughly enjoy the work. Correct. So rest in peace. I have three things I hope I can get to them all. First of all, Joe Biden. Now, we know Joe Biden was a uh, Trojan horse. Uh, they needed him only to win the White House. And when he no longer served his purpose, we knew they would throw him in the trash. And I said this several weeks ago. Uh, maybe you said it. I, I didn't hear it, but maybe you did. But I'm hearing it now that... Um, the deal, part of this deal was that Joe was going to run one time, get them the White House just to keep Trump out, and that was going to be it. But Joe made a fatal mistake by uh, insinuating, uh, intimating that he might run for reelection. That was his fatal mistake because it was at that point that they said, we've got to do something to keep this guy from running again. And I. You know, maybe we'll never find this out in our lifetimes, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if documents were not planted after he made this, you know, quasi announcement or intimated that he was going to run. You know, I keep seeing this uh, footage ad nauseum of Joe Biden backing his Corvette into the garage. Yeah. And then the camera hi highlights this spot where these documents supposedly are. Well, you can't see that they're classified documents in that picture. That could be a stack of any papers that are in that garage. You, you can't see it from that picture. It's ridiculous. So I don't even, you know, I'm not saying he never took documents, but I, I, uh, or, or maybe that they were there all along, but I, I think this is a setup. I think Joe Biden's being set up because you know, the Democrats eat their own and, uh, he, this they don't want him running, so we got to get Andy, rid of this Andy, guy. Let me back your theory. Let me what... let me back your theory. I know you're right. I don't think you're right. I know you're right. Here's why: Look at the two Democrat sources that broke the story. They would typically be covering for Joe Biden. They wouldn't be breaking news. They would be happy to be covering that it's a Republican accusation that Biden had documents. There's no proof. There's no. No, the Democrats 
are doing him in right now because he announced that he was running for re-election. Had he not announced he was running for re-election and just gone away, they would have TCO'd this. Howie, you took the words out of my mouth. I posted on Facebook when this first started, if Biden had never intimated that he was running or considering running, this would have, we would have ne- never known about documents. There would have never been a story. It, it just, nothing would have happened. We would have been business as usual. So you're absolutely right. I agree with you. Donald Trump, let me tell you something. This Nikki Haley, I don't trust her. I think she's a careerist. I think she's an opportunist. I think she is a liar. I think she's a backstabber. And I think she's a political chameleon hanging out now with Jared Kushner's family. They had a big event for her. I don't trust Jared Kushner. I never did. And I think he's the reason that Ivanka didn't show up when her father announced for 2024. I don't trust these people. I think Jared Kushner was the person who was undermining the Trump campaign from behind or the Trump administration from behind the scenes all along. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't trust these people. And, you know, Jared, I'm telling you, Harry, I, I, something's very, very funny with all of this. So Nikki Haley, goodbye. I, I, I haven't liked her for a long time. I don't know what you think about that. I'm not too far off what you're saying there. It's a shame because she was a very loyal cabinet secretary. She defended President Trump very well, extremely bright, very articulate, a former governor. So she has those what I believe are essential skill sets uh, that that do go very well with being or running for president. I, I, I would have liked to have seen. Trump Haley possibly as a ticket. Uh, but I know what you're saying. She when it got a little hot, she she went south on President Trump. She did try to get back, if you remember. Uh, but I'm sure that, you know, he looked at that sideways, you know, not not trusting it completely at all. Uh, she is going to run for president. I, I think she said something close to it yesterday in an interview with Fox News with Brett Baer, I think it was. Um, but I don't trust her either, but I I, I do believe well, though she is she is extremely competent. She was a great cabinet secretary. She is fantastic on the world stage in her position. I want to say she was UN ambassador, correct? Yes, right. Yes, which but, which, but which let me finish genius? real quick, real quick. Which didn't okay, used to, okay, okay. Which, yeah, just yeah, real quick. Yeah. Which didn't used to be cabinet level, but now is cabinet level. I think it started being cabinet level with Christy Whitman under George W. Bush. She was not good in that job either, even worse as governor. Uh, so I, I know why you're looking at her suspect. Uh, like I, I'm kind of not a fan, but I kind of like her skill sets, her talent, her world knowledge. But I understand where you're coming from. Well, she did say she would not run if President Trump ran. And now she's, you know, I'm going I'm I'm to backtracking on that. I think, she, I think she's going to try to pull the historic thing again. So she's Indian, right? Right. 
Okay, so the first Indian female to run for pre- you know, I, I, I'm so sick of these historic firsts. Why don't we just get competent people in instead of going for historic firsts? Because we got historic firsts. We got Corrine Jean-Pierre, historic first. We got Kamala Harris, historic first. You know, we got Barack Obama, historic first. And look what we got. I mean, it's ridiculous. Did you say, did you say Vice President Harris, historic first? She's easy to forget. Yes, okay. yes, Kamala Harris. Yeah, just making sure. Yes, yeah. Okay, and now and now they're going to try to do a reset with her and rebrand her now. She's supposedly going to be the, the new and improved 2.0 Kamala Harris because they're getting rid of Biden. But let's get off of that. I want to comment on this Philadelphia Flyers player, Provorov, who refused to wear this um, um, Pride Night jersey. Yeah. Out on the ice. Did you, you heard about this story, I, Harry? I've heard all about it. Okay, so I was watching the five yesterday, and Greg Gutfeld could not have been more spot on. So this young man cited his religious objections to wearing this this jersey. And the reporters were asking him, like, well, what religion are you? As if that mattered. And you know what? It does matter. Because I can tell you, had he been a Muslim and objected to this, no one would have said a word because you know what happens in Muslim countries if you're gay. They throw you off a bridge. They throw you off a building. They shoot you in the head or they hang you, one or the other. Okay? So no, nothing would have been said, but he said he was religious orthodox. So I'm telling you, you know, this and it isn't the entire LGBTQ community, but it's this radical activist wing of this community. And and you and I have said these kinds of things before with the left. It's never enough. They never know when to stop. They wanted equal rights. They got they got legalized marriage. They got the same rights legally as straight people, as straight couples. Um, and that's what they demanded. They, they, it, it was given to them, and it's still not enough. They're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. So now, while this Provorov is forced to accept this LGBTQ plus lifestyle and agenda and go out on the ice and wear a jersey to promote it, to endorse it, to embrace it publicly, why isn't the LGBTQ plus community forced to accept and embrace his religious beliefs? See, it works one way. So what's happening here is the people who are the most demanding of tolerance from others are the least willing to give tolerance to others. We have to, we are forced to accept your way of living, but you're not forced to accept ours. And Greg Gutfeld said he should have never even had to cite his religious beliefs as the reason for not wearing the jersey. All he had to say was, I don't want to, and, and leave it at that. I mean, is this America or what? Well, no, there, this is a strong argument that you're making. Guy Benson makes the same argument, and he is gay. Uh, and he said, well, I'm not for this at all. I mean, he's entitled to his religious belief. He said he wouldn't want someone to have to wear if they make it compulsory that you have to wear it. That's you're not accomplishing anything. You should want to wear it and support something. And if for religious reasons or any exemption that you have, 
that you believe is legitimate, you should be able to cite that. Uh, but we are living in the, the days. Let me tell you something. If this would have been around like one of the last to get canceled, but good was. Um, oh, my God. Who's the Minnesota Al Franken? Uh, he wouldn't have gotten canceled today. He got canceled then. This Philadelphia Flyers hockey player would have been canceled a few years ago. He will not be canceled. And I give the Flyers credit. They 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 stuck up for their guy. They didn't throw him under the bus. I mean, this is you remember, the, the, these are some of the same people that were willing to allow Kate Smith's statue to be taken down. That wouldn't happen today either. Or or Rizzo, for that matter. Andy, good call. I've got to run more of your calls right after the break. 609-407-1450. Don't go away. Your calls are next on the Hurley in the Morning program. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. CNN now is mulling over a venture into late-night comedy. Hmm. They are talking to the likes of Arsenio Hall, John Stewart, giving their primetime has been offering laughs for years. I don't know what the difference would be. So this would run right against Gutfeld? Against Gutfeld, yeah. ESPN is perhaps going to shift to soap operas now, too. <laughs> Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, let's do this. Uh, you are on deck, caller. Hang in there. That's just moral uh, inspiration and encouragement to have you hang in there. I know people have been holding on for a while. Welcome to early in the morning. You are on the air. Hi there. Yeah. Good morning, Harry. Isn't it? Uh, it's kind of funny that uh, so many years ago that Larry David you know, who wrote Seinfeld, uh, came up with the AIDS talk, and Kramer wouldn't put on the ribbon, and he gets beaten up at the end. So uh, Barry David was a, a foreseer of the future. Uh, I, I do believe that even Greg Gutfeld said they were saying to him, because he's from Canada, if you don't like it the way it is here, to go home. Um, it, it's so democratic. It's undemocratic is what it is. But um, welcome back. Okay, and um, I, I knew... Um, it's great to have you. We still listen to the show while you were gone. You. And um, Jerry was very, very nice in high school. I worked for a catering company, and whenever we did bar mitzvahs or big parties, he always come into the kitchen and make a big fuss over uh, South Jersey girls. But you missed the uh, Mayor Small dressed up as a transformer. I guess he's going to transform Atlantic City from bad to worse. Um, oh, Incidentally, you know, Andrea, Andrea, a quick comment on that. Let's not do a drive-by yeah. on that. Let me sure. Let me just comment real quick on that. That is so embarrassing. That That's so unserious. That's just horrible. And I can't begin to tell you how many people observed that, hearing about it. Not that many people saw it, but heard about it and just thought, what a clown. What what an unserious person. But somehow he thinks that that is, um, you know, he, he thinks he's made for television or something. Very, very strange. It was strange. I, I was trying to figure it out because it was on the, the front page, and then you had to, you know, read what the heck was going on. Um, but I, I'd like to, I, I've seen this movie, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven times, but I, I never got it till I watched it last night. And I'm talking about the movie, The Blind Side, and how the Democrats uh, tried to steal at their virtue, their virtuousness. And, um, if you remember, you know, when the Tui family took in Michael Orr, okay, to nurture him, to yeah. teach him, and give him a home, okay, but, you know, he had to get, he had to 
point average was like 1.6, like mine. And so we needed, a, you know, a 2 or 2.5 to get in these colleges. So they decided, the twoies, they were going to hire a tutor. And it turned out to be Kathy Bates. And he, they're at the table, and Kathy Bates is telling like a war. You're just not tapped into this and that. We can help you. I can teach you. So then he leaves, and here comes Mrs. Tui. She goes, Mrs. Tui, there's something i got to tell you before I start with Michael. And she's like, what, what? She says, I'm Democrat. And that was the end of that scene. So the Democrats are going to say, look, we can teach you. We can do this for you. But here's the nice family that took them in in the first place to give them a home. But see, they always have to make their, their stink mark. They always have to rub their stink. I love when you say that. And another thing I love that you told all of us, there's no such thing as reverse discrimination. It is what it is. No matter what color religion you are, that's what it is. It's not reverse. So thank you, Harry. Thank you, Andrea. Good to be back. Thank you for saying that. Uh, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. John Zarek joining us right after the top of the hour break. And then we'll have some fun in the 9 o'clock hour, to be sure. 609-407-1450, phone lines are open. And we are live on the day before, because it's a Saturday night game, 815, I believe, kickoff. The day before, oh, I didn't tell anybody today, you can't see me, it's radio, theater of the mind, uh, on the day of or the day before all big Eagles games, I wear my very handsome Eagles jersey, uh, the dark uh, forest green with the black piping on this the short sleeve and on the, um, the v-neck, uh, Eagles Donovan McNabb, number five, Jersey. I'm in uniform is what I'm trying to say. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Oh, my God, boss. I can't believe I just heard that. You did That's it. unbelievable. It's true. I'm dressed. <laughs> well, look, we're going to start. I'm not going to sit here with you today and run my mouth or nothing like that. All I'm going to tell you, Eagles fans, is to be very careful. Be very, very careful at 7 o'clock tonight because the Giants are playing great football right now. And I think that coach has Daniel Jones playing fantastic football. Saquon's healthy. And one name I got for you to stick in your head right now is a nose tackle named Dexter Lawrence. Okay. You can't block him with three guys, okay? So I'm not I'm not going to run my mouth. Eagles have much more talent. This is a tough game, but I'm just going to sit back and watch and see what happens. That's all I'm telling you. What's yeah? Deal? Yeah. Let me. Well, here's what I say. Uh, Jones, the Giants did a whole big celebration that after the playoff win, he is now an elite quarterback. They wanted to make that pronouncement, that pretty much means you don't have an elite quarterback because the Eagles don't have to say, we announce that that Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback. Uh, so that's bogus. I got to say that's bogus. And, and almost like, I can't explain it, but like JV faking being varsity. It just, it, it was such a turnoff. The other thing, Jones, if I'm not mistaken, because I could be guilty of morphing uh, or conflating rather, this was somebody else that did it. But I, I, it was, I believe it was Jones. Jones did some unkind impersonation 
of the quarterback of the other team that, that they had defeated. I thought that was low rent, low rent. He had like a bunch of fake chains on or something and just not good. Uh, not impressed with the Giants quarterback. Not impressed really with with the team. I'm not discounting, though. There are areas where they're fantastic. I remember uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever it was, and the Eagles were winning 19 nothing, And the network announcers just kept saying, what a, uh, what a great coach. What a great coach. Uh, what's, what's, what's the Giants coach's name? For some reason, I want to say Ober. Abel. Abel. Yeah, I was going to say Ober. Uh, Abel. Abel is, what a great coach. I mean, they were just raving about the Giants getting shut out and losing. Uh, so it's like they tell a story that isn't quite true. This much I will say, though, they're in the divisional round. If they win, they're in the NFC Championship game. So, I, I mean, I, for example, if you were listening when I had Eric on, uh, he, I think he got me on, on some of this because once you pick the first one, then I'm stuck with the next one. You, you, all of a sudden it's like, well, I got all these teams I didn't want. Uh, I don't know that the Eagles are going to win by seven and a half points, which means they have to win by eight. Uh, I think the Eagles will win, uh, and I think it will be under two touchdowns, somewhere between seven to ten. Okay. All right. What Fair do you enough. What do you say? Well, the Eagles may win, but it's not going to be by eight if that happens. But I'm 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 going to tell you the Giants are going to beat them outright. But anyway, um, the game you're talking about when they were up nineteen nothing, that was with our third string players. And at the beginning of the year, they picked us to win. All the prognosticators picked us to win a grand total of four games this year. Oh yeah, hey, listen, okay. hey, hey, Matt, I'm giving you this. Overachievers, they are well coached. Uh, they're probably playing their best football. This is what we talk about on this program all the time. You know, you could be fourteen and three and not playing your best, or you could be whatever record they are. I don't know. Do they have eleven wins now or something like that with the um, with the playoff? Yeah. Uh, and you could be playing hot hand. It's why I like San Francisco so much. Dallas would beat almost any team right now, except maybe the Eagles, the Chiefs, and San Francisco. Uh, but they're playing San Francisco on Sunday, as you know, at 630, I believe, is the kickoff. Uh, Giants right now are playing their best. The Eagles are not playing their best. Let's see what that means tomorrow night at 815. With that, we'll talk to you soon. John Zarek standing by next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. John Zarek is standing by on a Friday, T-G-I-F, Zarek, uh, which I'm very happy about. And then next hour, we're going to talk about Jerry Blavitt with my uh, twin brother, Don. I guess Don knew Jerry before I did. Um, 
I knew Jerry for more than 40-some years. I would say the entire time of since probably 1980, I've known Jerry. A lot to say about that coming up after John. Uh, John is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program and the law offices of John Zarek every Thursday morning in this hour. Today is Friday. Uh, So maybe you're new to John's program because we basically never miss on Thursday. Very, very rare switch up. And I thank John for his cooperation because I was actually flying until after midnight. Uh, We got in, um, I guess, technically Friday at 1210 or whatever it was, Thursday at 1210 a.m. John Zarek, the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters. The law offices of John Zarek focuses their efforts on criminal defense law. The goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. You can reach John and his team at 609-641-2266 on the web at johnzarek.com. Hello, John. Happy Friday. Hi, Harry. Hey, hey. So good to be here. Yeah. Um, first things first, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to put out an appeal uh, to all our listeners and friends and anyone you can talk to. Um, my brother, Mark, uh, you know, he's spent the last, out of the last eight months, he was in Eastern Ukraine for four of those months, you know, uh, six weeks here, um, a month here, uh, three weeks there. So, um, you know, just doing the, the basic stuff, which is uh, getting uh, humanitarian supplies and delivering them to the uh, uh, mostly people, although a couple, couple trips were, and you, help finance this Harry uh the Harry Hurley charity was uh you know the most generous we have uh, and and made donations on two separate occasions and uh, and they know who Harry Hurley is in eastern ukraine i can assure you uh the people that are doing it uh word gets around very quickly and um, you know they've they've acknowledged in writing um that your your um, charitable um, this uh, inclination, and more than an inclination, you actually wrote the check. So, um, so Mark is uh, is going over to. He's going to go to Eastern Ukraine, um, you know, um, soon, and it's going to be there for a long time. And there's lots and lots with the with the Russians knocking out infrastructure every yeah. place, and now. You know, the, the, the Ukrainians, <clears throat> you know, let's say you have a power plant that's knocked out. Well, you say, well, to build a power plant, that's going to take years to to do that. But um, to get it functional, you know, you could have tents, put generators in tents, uh, wire things, maybe not according to the perfect code, but to get things working and up and running, Ukrainians are absolutely wizards at that now. If there's any, if there's any bombing, uh, disaster, anything, call the Ukrainians and uh, they'll get you straight. They'll get you up and running very quickly. So um, the Russians couldn't beat them on the battlefield, 
they couldn't, they can't stop them permanently from, although it can, it can be cold for a few days, you know, uh, if, if you're in zero degrees or 10 degrees and no heat and no electricity and you've got two, three, four days to put up with that, um, it can be pretty tough. And, um, so, um, they can't beat them there. So what they're doing is now they're just outright, um, targeting civilians, you know, large residential buildings, uh, neighborhoods, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just killing people and destroying their homes. That's their, that's the latest, uh, you know, they can be so proud of themselves, you know. For- because that's all they've got. I thought it was pretty gutsy. Uh, you have um, President Vladimir Zelensky out there actually saying out loud, hey, we don't even know if Vladimir Putin is still alive. I mean, he is he is a fearless commander in chief, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all fearless, especially uh, especially the Poles, um, the Ukrainians and the Poles. Certainly, number one is the Ukrainians. They're fighting the war um, and doing a great job of it. But the Poles are there. Are there are a number of uh, Polish language broadcasts and figure it makes sense, Harry, because if you broadcast in in uh, Polish, you get the Polish audience, right? But if you broadcast in English, you get the world. Because, you know, English is the common language. It's the, you know, people speak English all over. So there are, there are great, um, news people in Poland who broadcast, um, you know, through YouTube and, uh, you know, television and radio and, uh, podcasts and so forth. And, oh, they're brutal on the Russians. I mean, absolutely brutal. Uh, you know, one, one, um, fellow in particular, his name is Rock Rashan. His name is actually Michael Rashan, Mikhail Rashan. And he um, he shows a series uh, of and narrates a series of disasters that uh, for the Russian army and for Putin and uh, politically at home and economically. And he said, and of course, we are waiting for with great anticipation for the bunker stage of uh, Putin's career, wow. and then it it cuts to it cuts to uh, Hitler in in some of these movies where he's about to commit suicide and he's he's shaking and feeble and you know and uh, you know it cuts to that that scene. So these these guys have guts. I mean, they're they're very close to Russia, and they have no problem. Or they you know they'll do things like. Another another example of the uh, ingenuity and superior mentality of the Russian soldier, you know, and it shows, uh, you know, two Russians running and running into each other, sort of like the Three Stooges and knocking each other out, or they'll they'll have uh, a Russian tank coming down the road, running the end of the gun into a tree and breaking it off, you know, a tank. So um, 
they're they're very very tough but they'll say yeah but this is the russian mentality john John, first break we're going to be right back it's 15 minutes past the hour he is john zarek from the law offices of john zarek this portion of our program is also brought to us in part by comfort keepers and i'm such a huge fan because what comfort keepers does they give you the opportunity to stay in your home maybe you need help for as little as Minutes are an hour or a few hours a day or a week or 24-7. Comfort Keepers is there. Uh, throughout this listening audience in the New Jersey metro market, uh, you can reach them on the web. Please tell Brian that I sent you early in the morning. You're going to be very, very pleased with their entire team, their commitment to you and yours at comfortkeepers.com. That's comfortkeepers.com. And remember, this isn't that you need – this could be the difference between being able to stay home or having to go live in some other uh, place that you don't want to be. If you want to stay home and you need just a little bit of help or maybe you need quite a bit of help, Comfort Keepers can tailor a plan to meet your particular situation. Comfortkeepers.com. Tell Brian that Harry Hurley sent you. With John Zarek, this is – Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 19 minutes past the hour with John Zarek. We continue. John, time is yours. Yes, Harry. So we were talking about Ukraine. My brother, Mark, is uh, going over again. Um, another long trip this is going to be. Um and he's going to be doing nothing else but being in eastern Ukraine, um, uh, Bakhmut, um, you know, places where there are there's bad fighting. Uh, he's going to be delivering close to the front. So Kharkiv, Bakhmut, um, uh, Kherson, um, and you know some other some other trips, uh, Mariupol. Um, uh, Poltava, um, you know, and and taking care of people uh, as as best he he and um, will be traveling with one or two people as best they can. So the the way it works is this: um, good people like you have done, and uh, uh, and others, many others, uh, write a check uh, to. Uh, Ukraine inter- Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Uh, we'll tell you the name and everything. You just need to call my office. We'll get the details for you. Hey, John, do me a favor. Um, you're doing a great job explaining, but I, I just want to put something out as a point of emphasis. I'm going to just tee it up. You take it from here. I remember saying, John, we want to step up. We want to help. Obviously, we cannot have Russia win. Uh, Ukraine is our ally. Ukraine must win. If Putin won, he would be like Alexander trying to take on more Poland next and so on and so forth. So there was no failure, you know, old expression, failure, not an option here. So I said, John, I said, we're going to save we might I, I did it as a hypothetical. We may save lives here. You said to me, no, Harry, we are going to save lives. People that make contributions to this, you will be saving lives. No exaggeration, right? Yeah, no exaggeration. I mean, um, it's it's the purest charitable thing you can do. Um, there's no middleman. There's no Red Cross 
hierarchy. There are no salaries. Um, these are young people that we made contact with when we went over in May. Uh, they came from all over Europe and the United States. Uh, they hustled vans one way or another, donations from Goldman Sachs or something like that. So young people, um, usually under 25, with vans and very dedicated to helping people. You know, they travel a long way to be in the position to do that. So um, we get money here. Uh, they let us know who who's in need. Uh, Mark delivered, for example, a load of tourniquets to the Army um, right before the uh, offense, counteroffensive in Kharkiv. Um, you know, they, right before that started, he, he delivered a load of tourniquets. Uh, unfortunately, those tourniquets were used. There's no question about it. And tourniquets stopped bleeding. And 90% um, of the casualties are, of the Ukrainian army anyway, are from um, loss of blood. So um, he, uh, we also got word that there was an isolated group of soldiers that were basically freezing. Um, we got a big load of uh, sleeping bags, which you can, which can be manufactured in Poland, in Ukraine, whatever. But people need, you know, they need some money to do that. And we bought the sleeping bags and delivered them to the, uh, the, the young soldiers. And I think we have a video, we have a video of that, uh, that I think you've seen, Harry, where the, you know, the young soldier at the end of that video is saying, uh, thank you very much. We love you, America. Mm, yes. And, uh, and they do, you know, kind of striking is. Yeah, kind of striking his chest near his heart. You know? you know, John, we think about America's reputation around the world. You know, some people hate America. Most people that love freedom and, you know, just have reverence, love, respect for America. Ukrainians love Americans, don't they? Love America. Oh, they would. You know, when we were over in in May and thousands of people, you know, that was a time when thousands and thousands of women and children were coming across the border and um you know a, a lot of confusion we were working we were sort of registered through the brits um because the americans didn't have a formal presence there um they had force protection with the 82nd airborne which i'll tell you really makes you feel good when everybody's a little nervous when they first go but then you see those guys show up and uh, you know, the, the stress level goes way, way down. So we had soldiers there. Yeah, they would evaporate the Russian army, I mean, very quickly. So wherever they are, the Russians are not going to be. You can you can be assured of that. Um, but uh, so we worked through the Brits. We, you know, registered, got ID and so forth, which enabled us to do the work and uh, in a sanctioned way. And then we would would uh, meet the people coming across. These are women and children. You know, people talk about this person has PTSD, that person has PTSD. How about 10,000 people that, that have PTSD? You know, women and children who can't even make a decision and can't even respond to, uh, and can speak English, but just can't respond to uh, um, suggestions or, or help. And we learned very quickly there's one thing that will um, change everything. 
we we learned to say we're from America we're going to help you and that you know everyone they'd start saying we love America we love America you're from America they can't believe that Americans came all that way I mean they've been they just been getting bombed into the ground they're living in basements and subways and here they are coming across the border and Americans are helping them they they just can't believe it so um they 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 love us a lot so here here's the way it works um you know our one of our crews um sees a need in um you know in Kherson or in Kharkiv or another uh place and they say we you know want to take food there that's the big thing or it could be medicine uh or it could be um materials to patch up houses to keep them so they hold heat and um we're also working on uh, on a very compact little stove that is very cheap to manufacture and and you know can heat a whole house um a wood burning stove we haven't delivered those actually but um that's another thing that may, in the future may happen but we we identify the need we PayPal money from here from the um Ukraine humanitarian Inc account which is with Bank of America it's at, at you know at my office is the home address we have a nonprofit charter we have uh um you know people who support us with that and uh, we get checks from people like you Harry and your listeners and uh we put those checks in the account and we PayPal the money if they need $600 to load up the van or they need $800 to load up the van or 1000 uh it's it's rarely more than that because things are very very cheap the economy's trashed and uh so so things are very inexpensive so we load the stuff up and and Mark will be driving and delivering this stuff wherever it's necessary so um and that'll that'll happen repeatedly and uh the environment uh you know the, i think mark got rocketed and droned every place he went now they weren't shooting at him so it, it's not like they're targeting individual people uh, maybe someone's going to get killed in that situation but the odds that any particular individuals going to get killed they're pretty low so um you know lots of humanitarian drivers are doing this uh and thousands really it's what's keeping ukraine going john halftime break hold it right there we'll pick up right where you've left off in just a few minutes uh halftime with john zarek the law offices of john zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek, and we continue right after this. It's Harry Hurley for Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. This is the deal that I was waiting weeks to share with you. It's an industry-leading program that will help you replace your old furnace and air conditioner for less than $100 a month. Game-changing. That's right. Replace both your heating and air conditioning systems for one absolutely affordable price. And the timing couldn't be better because heating costs are higher than ever and your systems are aging. They become less efficient, costing more to operate and making repairs more expensive. And of course, 
You want to maintain the comfort in your home during cold and hot weather. Contact my friends at Ambient Comfort and save money and energy with a new high-efficiency home comfort system, furnace, and air conditioner installed for less than $100 a month when comfort matters. Choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. Certain restrictions apply. Call for details, 609-568-0955. That's a dedicated Harry Hurley in the Morning phone number. I'd like you to mention that I sent you, but that number is going to tell them that I sent you as well. 609-568-0955, your dedicated hotline. 609-568-0955 and tell them that Harry Hurley sent you. Proud to say back with John right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley at just about 31 minutes past the hour. I'm going to give you four stories that you can read on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A lot more than that, though. My New Jersey look at the forever closing of Disney World Splash Mountain. Ventnor Mayor Beth Macagnano will soon resign. We broke the story. We have the news. Check it out. The Atlantic City rebranding from Meet AC to Visit Atlantic City is complete. And my thoughts about the now late Jerry Blavitt, who has passed away. Gold. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Well, yesterday was a soggy, sloppy, disgusting day. Today will be better, but not perfect. We'll catch breaks of sun here across South Jersey with a brisk wind and maybe a passing rain shower later on. High temperature reaching about 49 degrees. Skies will continue to clear tonight with a low of 33. Partly sunny, cool, and dry tomorrow with a high of 44. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Some people got COVID and thought... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Great one with another great one. John Zarek, we continue at 36 minutes past the hour. John, time is yours. Yes, Harry, as I said, we need your help. Uh... Uh, these humanitarian supplies are going to be delivered uh, by van uh, by my brother Mark and uh, one or two other drivers. Um, uh, so we need uh, we need money to help people that are starving, uh, freezing, uh, hungry. Uh, you know we need we need in distress, in danger. Um, and and what, what's typically done is when uh, things are delivered, say, to um, homes or to people in, say, in Bakhmut, for example, or in uh, or close to Bakhmut or in uh, Kherson, the recently taken over um, city in um, southern Ukraine, when when things are delivered, there are always people that are um, in distress and need to get out. People have been wounded, people that are ill, um, elderly people or elderly and wounded and ill, you know, so uh, nothing's wasted. So a, a trip goes in, 
and delivers the goods and then um, someone else is, is other people are bought out. Um, on Mark's last trip, uh, one of the people he brought out was uh, a young mother, uh, very young mother with two little, two infants. Um, he, uh, they were in distress. They, you know, were having, she was having trouble even getting food and water uh, because they were in a, a front position. Uh, they had to go to, I think the kids need special care. I forget the exact reason, but they had to go 15. Drives there are very long compared to drives here. So a five-hour drive here could be 15 hours over there because you're going over uh, roads with shell holes in them and mined areas and so forth. Uh, they drove Mark and his uh, buddy, uh, another young fellow we support, drove 15 hours um, with a mom and, and two infants. And, you know, car seats are not around. You know, the, the normal things are not around. So the mom held one baby in the front and Mark held the other baby for 15 hours straight, you know. Wow. Um so and he, he said he 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 didn't he didn't say it until I cross examined him and got it out of him <laughs> and he, he finally admitted he said that was the toughest thing he's ever done in his life you know that was hard but um, you know he was he was uh, he was ready for a nap after that trip. It's, then, John, it seems to me I've been following this very very closely for a lot of reasons. One, I care. Two, I care about you, and you know we've we've got to have Ukraine win this thing. So it's, it's in our vital national interests to, to not only be rooting for the good guys, but to support the good guys because they're up against quite a bit. They're, they're, they're up against uh, air power that they cannot compete with. So Putin can't win the war. So what he, what it appears to me, John, he is trying to bomb them into the stone age, make it so miserable kill as many as possible, cripple the infrastructure, try to break the spirit of the Ukrainians. I mean, that's that's all he's got, isn't it? Yeah, he's not doing a very good job. Uh, you know, we Mark and I went to a meeting with uh, the Ukrainian uh, consul for this uh, this region, uh, you know, just an extremely capable a uh, young woman who, uh, you know, made it, it was in, in connection with, uh, it was at the um, Holocaust Museum in Woodbine, which is actually the former synagogue in Woodbine, um, which was a place where uh, Jewish people migrated from Russia, were brought from Russia and formed that town. So, it was uh, a 100% Jewish town with a synagogue, a brick synagogue, two stories, like anyone you'd see in Russia or Eastern Europe, uh, tens of thousands exactly like that. And that was the site of a meeting. And, and um, the, the purpose of the meeting was to emphasize the, the support from the American Jewish community um, to the uh, Ukrainian uh, government and the Ukrainian people. 
So a number of people that were involved in helping were there, and uh, it was um, she gave a very um, detailed talk about what's going on, and there's no quit at all in in her or in the Ukrainian people. I mean, they, you know, they they are very confident. Of course, they need help, but they expect that they will get help, and and. Uh, they're going to, you know, there are going to be a lot of uh, tanks delivered and armor personnel carriers delivered to the Ukrainians, which is going to make a big difference. There's going to be um, more missiles that are going to be able to reach out further. Right now, what the Russians do is they just lay uh, a bunch of bunch of missile cruisers in the um, in the Black Sea and just, they, you know, Ukrainians have nothing to reach them right now. And they just fire and destroy these these residential buildings at this point, uh, with very little chance of stopping that. So they're not they're not doing anything strategically that's going to harm the war cause. They're just killing people. I mean, uh, it, it doesn't cripple the war effort uh, for them to do this, but it uh, it makes them feel good. I guess I guess it makes Putin feel good that he's. He's showing them, you know, and he could also tell his people who um, are showing, you know, that he's showing them. And he has about 70 percent support. I mean, the Russian people still, unfortunately, are supporting him. So um, but he's losing on all battlefronts, uh, except right now in being able to kill some civilians. But that's going to end soon now with a lot of the technical um, combat material that that the united states and uh, nato and other countries are are giving as we speak those things are on their way so john relatively short break we'll be right back then we'll be uninterrupted for the remainder of this hour my brother don is going to join us next uh we both knew jerry blavitt the geeter with the heater the boss with the hot sauce we both knew him very well don knew him even better than i did I first met Jerry back in 1981 at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. I still remember the encounter. And uh, if you haven't heard the news, Jerry passed away at 3.45 a.m. this morning at age 82. And until the last several months, had never missed a DJ or entertainment gig uh, in like 70 years in the business. Extraordinary. Uh, he took really good care of himself. Uh, so on, we, we say to the family our deepest condolences, and uh, we're going to talk about Jerry. You may forget, I mean, he was on some of the biggest TV shows, The Monkees, The Mod Squad, uh, all these different shows. Uh, Batman, I think, was it? Donald, correct me on that. Maybe there was a reference to him if he wasn't on the show, because uh, I don't think I put Batman in my article. But anyhow, back with John. In just a few minutes, don't go away. This is Smart Law with John Zarek on the Hurley in the Morning program. 45 minutes past the hour. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Text the WPG Talk Radio studio. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. And that is all because of you, and we know it, and we thank you. The Chief Arthur R. Brown Jr. Memorial Scholarship Foundation's 31st Annual Super Bowl pre-party is set. Obviously, Super Bowl Day, which is easy to always remember. Sunday of Super Bowl, 31 years in a row. For $20, Chris has always kept it very, very reasonable. $20, you get the buffet, you get the free mug, and then your beverage refills are $1 for the entire uh, event. Door prizes as well. The proceeds go to scholarships, which the foundation awards. Chris Brown started the foundation 31 years ago in honor of his father to find a way to help South Jersey students with financial needs and help them go to college. The Chief Arthur R. Brown Jr. Memorial Scholarship Foundation Super Bowl party is Sunday, February 12th from 2 to 6 p.m. at Doc's Oyster House in Atlantic City. You don't even have to worry. Just get your ticket out the door. Very, very simple. And we hope you'll come out and support the students and the local charities. And you have a great time. And the way they do it, you can get out of there in time to watch the game at home. See, I would go to an event like this, but I wouldn't want to watch the game at an event with hundreds of people because you can't watch the game. You're paying too much attention to human resource. So go to the event, and then you have plenty of time to get home to actually watch the game. John Zarek, you were saying. Yes. So uh, this isn't a casual request. I mean, any any of my listeners or friends out there um, or colleagues, we really need money. Um, and we don't need money for ourselves. We pay for our own transportation, um, own airline tickets, train tickets, anything that's used. Um, uh, no, we don't pay our own expenses with uh, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. money. The, the charity's money. So it's pure if you give $500 or $100 or $1,000 or $2,500. That's how much food and medicine will hit uh, the good people of, of Ukraine will be delivered. And it will be delivered by my brother, Mark, mm. uh, and other trusted friends. So uh, this, is, this is as pure a charity and as life-saving an effort as you can find, because we're not delivering the stuff to, um, you know, to, even to Kiev uh, or, or places that uh, are larger cities and have better supplies. This is stuff where people, and you see some of this stuff uh, on the newsreels and so forth, these are typically people that are isolated in bombed-out places, uh, they've been occupied by the Russians. They've been tortured. They've been beaten. They've been experienced rape in the family, uh, where they, you know, rape young people. They take people and electrocute them. I mean, these are people in desperate need. And, you know, this is the best we can do to, to help them and also provide transportation to people on the on the way out so please um if you remember it it's ukraine humanitarian inc just you can put down ukraine humanitarian um if you if, if you 
if you're not able to write that down, just call my office, 641-2266. It's John Zarek, Z-A-R-Y-C-H. Just call my office, and anybody there will tell you um, how to get a donation to us. You could drop off a check. You could drop off cash. You could, uh, you know, you get a receipt. It'll go in the account, and it'll uh, be uh, used to buy absolutely life-saving stuff for people. There, um, there are a couple orphanages. There, there's one woman. Her, her first name is Marina. That we support. She has been taking care of the orphans since the beginning of the war. Ever-growing number of orphans um, for a host of reasons. Father killed, mother um, out of the out of the country for treatment or mm. uh, you know wounds or disease. I mean, lots of kids, and we um, you know we use some of the money for that for food for medicine. Uh, um, Maria just gave us a message uh, with photographs and uh, really bring tears to your eyes. Hey, John, how tough is it right now? I, I did a look up about two minutes ago. It's 48 degrees in Ukraine and Kiev. Uh, I went right to Kiev for the temperature. Uh, God is great. I mean, it could easily be 20, 30 degrees colder than that. But for people to think, oh, my God, it's really comfortable. That's still really cold, though. You're, you're never warm. If it's in the 40s, I mean, you are you are cold. That's why those materials where they can put together those those um, small heating units is so important. They're lucky in one respect that it's not bitterly cold yet. Unfortunately, there is cold weather coming, though, uh, I understand. So uh, this is this is going to be a, a tough several months, isn't it, John? Yeah, these are the lows um, for a while, 27, 27, 25, 22, 21, 21. It's not getting warmer. It's getting colder. Okay. It's not going to be out of the 20s for three weeks at least. Wow. So that is bitter cold. And and uh, I mean, that's the kind of cold, you, you, unless you find a way to stay warm, that's the kind of cold you die of hypothermia yeah. after exposure to yeah. that. Yeah, and it's, and it's generally a large – and if you don't have food to, to, to eat to generate uh, personal heat, you know, to keep warm – um, you can die. So there are people suffering from um, frostbite and and also um, malnutrition, and um, you know they're really having a tough time of it. So this is the, we're not the only ones doing this. There are lots and lots of people, and the way it gets done is individual groups get money, and um, you get it into the hands of people that that can put it to work. For those just joining John's program, John Zarek uh, is putting out an appeal for fundraising. He started with his brother, Mark, a foundation, a, a not-for-profit registered not-for-profit charity that is raising money to directly assist the people in Ukraine. It's humanitarian, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Folks that want to send you a check, John, or get in touch with you, uh, tell them the best way to do that. Yeah, um, you can call me at 641-2266. Uh, you can stop by the office. Uh, you can call anybody in the office. 
uh, stop by the office at 1555 Zion Road. That's a corner of Tilton and Zion in Northfield, right next to Bank of America. It's in the uh, John Miranda's Wood Builders building there. Surety Title was in that building also. So right across from the Tilton Market, very easy to find. Um, and, uh, you know, you can send a check to that address. You can drop the, drop off a check to that address. And if you're real sophisticated and you have, have uh, PayPal, we can we can tell you how you know how to do that. Um, some people are are doing it, but younger people typically know how to operate that way. But um, and John, a check is made payable to Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Inc. Yeah, I want to make sure I have and that if right. You, if, if you if you if you can't remember that, we we have a stamp, so we could stamp it and put it in. And um, all this is is run. Very properly, we're getting help, thank God, from Jeff Wilson, CPA. He's at and uh, his firm, uh, Capaldi, Reynolds, and Pelosi. Frank Pelosi was of tremendous help getting the set up and started. Um, those guys are helping. Um, they're, they keep everything 100% straight uh, so that all the, the laws are followed. And uh, it's pretty simple, really, but um, they're keeping us in in shape, but we need the help. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, John, it's great you're doing this, or you and your brother are doing this stuff, and, and it's uh, you should be proud about whatever. Like, please, what we need is money <laughs> to, to buy food and medicine for these for these people. You know, we don't need praise. <laughs> I guess like Zelensky said, you know, we don't need a ride. We need, we need bullets, and um, we don't need praise. We need uh, money to buy, to go in the account, uh, to wire over to our people there. And this, for the next month or two, it's going to be my brother Mark there, um, with a lot of others. You know, there, there are multiple people that we support. John, quick time set, uh, one minute in your program. Time is yours. Yeah. So again, uh, if you want to help the cause, um, and you want to, you want to help people that are starving and dying and sick and uh, desperate. Um, that's that's who we give this stuff to. Uh, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc., 1555 Zion Road, Suite 201, Northfield, New Jersey. Or just call my office, 641-2266, and um, you'll, you'll, you'll be very, very happy. And uh, in most cases, we'll, you know, we get communications back from from Ukraine um, of people that are helped and who uh, they, they sure know Harry Hurley. I'll tell you that. Well, it was amazing to read their comments, Sean. It, it just warms your heart and it lets you know to all of your contributors that you're doing something very important. John, thank you for a great hour. Uh, Don Hurley joining us next on, I hate to say it in the, on these terms, the late Jerry Blavitt discussion. WTG Atlantic City, WENJ, yeah, Thanks, John. Already. Everything you Take need care. to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, 
It's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Joining us this hour is my identical twin brother, Don. And we both knew the late, I can't believe I'm saying that, the late Jerry Blavitt. If you haven't heard the news, Jerry passed away this morning at 3.45 a.m. at Jefferson Methodist Hospital from health issue effects of what's called myasthenia gravis, which I never heard of before, but um, very challenging situation. And Jerry had been extremely transparent about it. I have been keeping uh, on top of it for probably at least, I would say, the past couple of months and and significantly over the past month because he started to um, – to share information with his fans about what he was dealing with. And it was his hope that it was something that would not take him and that he would be able to recover. Uh, the man just did not have an off switch for his entire career until the past couple of months. He never missed a gig, a DJ gig, a record hop. I mean, you, you name it, whatever the performance was. Uh, so it is with an absolute heavy heart that we announced the passing of Jerry Blavitt uh, and we sent our deepest condolences to his four daughters and his longtime partner, Keely Stahl, who I'd really, I really, I know I've met her. I think I met her at, at Memories in Margate, um, but did not know well uh, at all. Jerry, we knew, ver- we knew very well. And I first met Jerry at the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino uh, when it was at Boston and Pacific Avenue in Atlantic City 41 years ago. Almost 42 years ago, actually. Joining us now is Don. Uh, Don, this is this is the news you never want to share. You think of Jerry because he was infatigable. He never seemed to be sick, uh, always working out and in great shape. And he continued doing stuff that a young person would do uh, until the last several months. Yeah, truly, Harry. Remarkable individual. What an icon. I mean, who in this era, in this region, wasn't influenced by Jerry Blavitt? His uh, his live shows, legendary. Um, his club in Margate. I got to tell you, there's so many of us, Harry. Uh, they they were such special times. And, you know, right from the, the beginning, you know, because he was a young guy that, at that time. But he, he had like an old soul, you know, and, about things. And, you know, he thought of memories as a very young person, you know, which not a lot of young people are thinking like that, you know, at that time. And, but the club is, is such a, an icon itself in Margate, uh, you know, you, you almost, you just can't even imagine Amherst Avenue without Jerry Blavitt every summer. It's just really, it's such a sad occasion, Harry, but I'm very happy, you know, to talk about Jerry was a good friend and, you know, he was a great broadcasting partner and we're going to get to share some good memories of his career and his life. And, you know, I was talking to a couple of very dear friends who you know, but I want to protect their identity. Both of them have the title president uh, in their vocations, and they remember being at Jerry Blavitt events, whether it would be a record hop or whether it would be uh, when he was doing his live radio show, live from Memories in Margate, where it didn't matter if the place was filled or if you were the only group in the house he would make radio theater of the mind. It would be the gang, the gang from Motorola. Remember Jay Hurley when, with the gang from Motorola, gang from Golden Nugget. Uh, and really incredible stuff, you know, and it would not be unusual for, uh, and you, I know you saw them in there. 
I was always an early riser, so I didn't make it to too many of these things at night. But Margie was there. You were there. Davy Jones was there. The very famous meeting of Margie and Davy Jones because of Jerry. When um, Margie was a huge fan of uh, Davy Jones, said that she saw all of his albums. Uh, so she she had <laughs> she had a great a great wonderful initial moment and you know i have to offer um she doesn't ask for it uh and she probably wouldn't like it but i'm gonna do it anyhow i i I need to give our digital managing editor chelsea uh a shout out because there was a great temptation to publish anything yesterday when there was so much irresponsible incorrect you know people won't even let someone die in peace there was so much incorrect information. I know I know, you took to your Facebook page. I took to mine. But Town Square Media did not go to print until absolute confirmation, not even with a story that would contradict the false reports of yesterday. People couldn't wait uh, a few hours. I had personally spoken to someone yesterday with, with absolute knowledge of Jerry's condition uh, but you, you can imagine how painful that is to the family. They're reading all this junk where people are saying, whether it's their father or partner, that he has died and he hadn't died. Uh, you know, just I think this should be a little uh, lesson in restraint, which Chelsea did show. And I give her a lot of credit for it. So we published uh, I had 10 sources uh, about this this morning, but we, we sourced it. Then we published, and for the people that that felt the need to um, to just trade in rumors and and junk, you know, shame on that stuff. I don't know why people do that. Yeah, it's a shame, Harry. You know, and you, you did, you, of course, you exercise restraint, and it's the kind of thing you've got to leave to the family. Why would anybody? We knew it was bad. We knew Jerry was very ill, but you know, you, you leave things to the family. You know, you be respectful and. So, and in his case, he's such a public person and so just well identified with people. And, but you know, that kind of rumor, you said it earlier this morning, and you just say it once on the internet and uh, it just has a life of its own. You know, when he would start to do his thing, you know, the heater with the heater, he's a mean old wreck, you know, the big boss with hot sauce. I mean, he had, he had game, he had shtick, he, he had his, um, his persona. And here's a guy that, appeared on when these were first run hit shows like number one shows he appeared on the mod squad the monkeys the tonight show the joey bishop show he was in the movies desperately seeking susan baby it's you and cookie and i i'm either having a false memory that i know you can can help me here i don't have in his credits that he appeared in batman but was he mentioned in batman did he appear in Batman. No, I don't think so. But he would he would have been perfect for Batman. Uh, that era, that time. And oh, that, he, he would have been absolutely perfect. Incredible, yeah. I mean, you, remember, you had Ronald Reagan. Remember Ronald Reagan? <laughs> I mean, I could just see Blavitt in there. Uh, so in, well, it, actually, actually, what it was, Harry, it, these writers, Stanley Ralph Ross, they were so creative, these people in that era. And so he wanted this weapon that the penguin was going to use to be the Ronald Ray gun 
But what it was at that time, Ronald Reagan was the governor of California. They didn't want to be considered mocking him in any way. So they changed it to the Alvino Reagan. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Remember the great band leader, Alvino Reagan? Yeah, that's hilarious. So that's it, right. That's it, right. It, it was going to be Reagan. it was going to be Ronald Reagan. They should have left it. It would be funny. For yeah. All but, you, these know, years. Hey, you know, when you look at it, when you look at Jerry's career, Harry, here's a guy. He could do anything. I mean, he he was truly a really fine actor. He was he was a great singer, which he, you know, didn't get as much attention for as it, because he was such a great dancer. You know, his his claim to fame on American Bandstand, Harry, with Bob Horn, which also showed it demonstrated his loyalty because when when things went bad for bob horn dick clark was going to become a big star because if you remember the whole thing ed hurst was he's the guy that created it all he created bandstand but he and joe grady couldn't get out of the radio contract at that time in philadelphia so along comes bob horn to host the show and and given a few scandals he had uh they they got rid of bob horn but to jerry blavitt's credit as a very loyal person he walked with Bob Horn, Harry, because he was a, becoming a star in his own right and, uh, you know, left the biggest show on television because he was a loyal friend. That's that's rare loyalty. So they you think about it. We've taught we've you know, we've done this. We've interviewed that Dick, that Ed Hurst was Dick Clark before there was Dick Clark. And in fact, um, <laughs> Chris wrote me that he think I think he did appear in Batman. I'm going to have to check that out. But I, I Don is like an encyclopedia, Chris. So I'm going to go with Don until I, I there's some false memory that I have about Geeter and Batman. I don't know where I could have gotten it from. So anyhow, but let me go back to this. Uh, and we know because you have the audio, Don, of Ed of um, of Dick Clark saying that without Ed Hurst. There would be no Dick Clark. So if he had been oh, con- yeah. if he had been contractually available, Dick Cl- uh, Ed Ed Hurst, who obviously became very very famous nationally and particularly in the Delaware Valley, Philadelphia and Atlantic City in particular, he would have been he he it would probably have been New Year's Rockin' Eve with you know Ed Hurst for all those years. Oh, yeah. So then you have the, Dick Dick Clark only gets it. Because Ed and Joe Grady couldn't do it. And then, um, as you mentioned, Horn couldn't do it. And then Blavitt, out of loyalty, leaves with Horn. So then that opens it up, bandstand for Dick Clark. Yeah, and then Dick Clark, of course, who eventually takes it to California and he becomes a whole empire himself. But yeah, but you know, all gracious men, because I've been lucky to talk to all of them. And Dick Clark is Ed Hurst, all the credit, because without yeah. any, it yeah. took me forever to get him on the phone, but I had a very nice conversation with Dick Clark, and he said, prepare a copy. I'll never forget that, you know, like a real radio guy. Prepare a copy, because this is the truth. You know, if, if without Ed Hurst, there would have never been Dick Clark, and that's that's the truth. And I'll tell you the other story. You know, I've been going back and forth with Jimmy Leonard uh, Jr., and when he founded the Boardwalk Journal magazine, Harry, which was such a great project, I really miss it. And you, you were a big part of helping us launch that magazine. When we did the initial pilot, you interviewed President Donald Trump. And yes. you knew we had the future president, you know, on the cover of the magazine, although you did talk about that, which was interesting. It was very prophetic. But, uh, for the first full issue, cause that was a sort of a pilot. We used that in order to sell the magazine, your cover story with Donald Trump was great. 
And uh, we also interviewed Tony. I interviewed Tony Bennett for that issue. But then we came back with the first full issue and we, we had several meetings. And we thought, what, which is the way to start with this thing? And we all agreed, Jerry Blavitt, the Geeter. Let's put him on the cover. Good God, it's the Geeter, you know? Hey, Don, you just reminded me of something. Jim was asking for a copy yesterday. And I just realized in my office, in my bookcase, I've got I've got that edition. It's autographed to me. I've got that edition that he's looking for. He's uh, are, are, yeah. We're all, in fact, I've got it. I did. I did. There, just... uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There's there's red in that photo, and I I I don't know why. Yesterday, you just triggered that that I have it. But yesterday, when he was asking about it, I didn't remember I have it. I have that copy. And I hope I have more than one. I'm so but. happy. Well, here's – and I just found – just before we went on air, Harry, I just found the PDF version. So I've got it digitally. And it was such a special project, Harry, because what we did – I followed the Geeter from uh, Wildwood to New York City over the course of like three weeks. We went to six different gigs and covered them all over and made for a really special – uh, edition. It was the you know the kickoff. We had the kickoff party at Memories and Margate with Jerry. Yeah, did a whole radio you know uh, gig with him there, and it was just you know he he he's such a gracious host. I remember that night when he welcomed us. We had this Jim and made this huge billboard size copy of the cover, and Jerry was always such a gracious host. And you know with him, you know he was the star, but you know it was really. His guests, and in particular, the music was the star with Jerry Blavid. It was always about the music. And he was a guy way ahead of his time, way ahead of the game. You know, he was playing African-American music before anybody was playing it. It was, it was not being heard anywhere. And then along comes Motown. So he's on, Jerry uh, Blavid is on the, you know, the cusp of Motown because he's the guy that broke uh, Stevie Wonder through. In fact, a lot of people may not be aware the very first gig that Stevie Wonder ever played, live gig, by Stevie Wonder, who was then little Stevie Wonder, was at um, the hotel on Kentucky Avenue uh, with Jerry Blavitt and uh, with the blessing of Barry Gordy, and Stevie Wonder became a big star. Let's get our break in. Uh, first break, uh, Don is going to visit with us this hour. And if you haven't heard the news, uh, Jerry Blavitt, who's been in the radio and television business for almost 70 years, well more than 60 uh, passed away this morning at 345 uh, at the age of 82, and he passed away at Jefferson Methodist Hospital from a health issue that I don't think a lot of people have ever heard of before. Uh, I didn't know the name, but I knew what Jerry was dealing with because over the past several months, he had been very transparent about what was happening, and it was his hope that it was non-life-threatening, uh, but he he died from health issue effects of what is called myasthenia gravis, uh, which is a muscular uh, malady. It's um, very, very tough. And I have a follow-up when we come back. Uh, Andy Cortman, this is not the follow-up, but Andy Cortman about five minutes ago texted me, I never knew this before, that Dean Tyler was also considered for bandstand. Now, I know in 1952, that's, where Jerry Blavitt's career began on the original bandstand, which was on WFIL TV out of Philadelphia with Bob Horn and Lee Stewart. 
Don, you explained about Bob Horn. Uh, what happened to Lee Stewart in all of this? Did he? Was it that they were a team and they're just both gone? Uh, I don't know the story of where he went after that. I do know that Jerry was also once comedian Don Rickles' valet, and he had served as national tour manager for Danny and the Juniors. His resume is expansive. We'll be back in just a few minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thanks very much. Welcome back. 26 minutes past the hour. We're uh, honoring the memory of Jerry Blavitt this hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Somebody that we've personally known for more than 41 years and that this uh, region has certainly known uh, well, almost every single person listening, uh, Jerry was always out there at a local radio station or, in fact, there was a point in time where his uh, radio show was actually syndicated in Atlantic City and in Trenton and in Camden, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, Allentown, Pennsylvania and Wilmington, Delaware. And if you missed it, we talked a little bit about his acting credits on many of the uh the, the big television shows of their time and three movies that Jerry also appeared in. And he had a career which spanned more than six decades in both uh, radio and television. I know Merrill Kellum is going to join us in just a little bit. Don, uh, anything you want to share before we bring Merrill on? Well, yeah, and Merrill's a great friend, and he was very dear friends with Jerry, too. In fact, we, had, so we were talking Merrill and I earlier this morning. We had so many great times at Memories, I can't. You just, I just can't even count, the, you know, the, the beautiful nights we spent there. All right, let, let's see if my identical twin brother knows his slightly older twin brother. What was one of my favorite things about going to Memories of Margate? Uh, it'd have to be Mama Geeter's roast pork sandwiches. That is correct. Without <laughs> without any prompting, Mama Geeter's roast pork sandwiches. I'm telling you, I ate so many of them one night. I, I couldn't. I couldn't stop. What? A- oh yeah, they had to carry us out. It was so great. Oh my God! It was- yeah, they're great. I remember, of course, Harry clams and spaghetti crabs and macaroni. Too. Of, of course, but the uh, Mama Geeter uh, roast pork sandwich. My goodness, the roll was perfect. It was just a perfect. They were like sliders. We didn't call them that back then, but they were like little sliders. I want to say it was like a brioche roll that was just perfect. Uh, yeah, and it was just great. Just, just mean, a little garlic in that um, in that roasted pork. Oh, my God. My mouth's watering right and now. She would, Harry, she, she, she'd have her apron on and dancing on the floor with Jerry. It was so – Memories is, is, is such a – just a spectacular place, you know. It, it's funny. The last time I talked to Jerry, Harry, it was – we went all the way back to the beginning. I don't even know why. But uh, I remember, I'll give you just a quick story before we bring Merle on. And I said, Terry, I said, you know, I remember, you know, I did the cover story, but I, I was trying to remember all about uh, how, it, how it began. You know, how did you do this thing? And here he was. He was actually too young, Harry, but he was a great dancer. And he would watch Bandstand on TV every week and think to himself, you know, I think I could do that as good as they do it, you know. And so he sneaks in. He's actually underage. Because the age had to be 14, uh, and he was only uh, 12 or 13 at the time. And he sneaks in, Harry, and Bob Horn immediately just falls in love with this personality uh, and his dancing. And he became what was known as the, the chairman of the bandstand dance committee, wow. which was a big deal. I mean, 
so yeah, it was just so, well, here we were talking. I just and ever you almost can't explain it, but the last conversation I had with him, we went all the way back, you know, to the beginning, and it was it was just so delightful. How long ago was that? I would say that was probably about maybe six months ago or so. Yeah, you know, just I like mean, I'm not saying can't can't draw a conclusion, but you know, he was probably thinking about you know his life at that point. That was probably right around. Yeah. Well, and this thing, this myasthenia gravis, it's a terrible thing. It's like the only reason I'm familiar with it, if you remember George Reeves, Superman. Yes. Uh, he, that became, an, I don't know for what reason, but I, I became very involved with a group that celebrates his legacy. You know, the whole thing, you know, the, the, the fact that they don't think it's a suicide and all that. But in any event, he, from the beginning of his career, when he became successful, he, he benefited this charity, myasthenia gravis, which was... All those years ago, people were suffering from it when they had first, you know, defined it. And it's kind of like one of those Lou Gehrig things, Harry. It's horrible. It's I know, terrible. I know. Like I, neuro, neuromuscular thing, and it's just awful. We are visiting with Don. That's we're going to get, became, yeah, you know, aware of it. We're going to get Merrill on in just a second. Uh, I added to the, um, the article that we wrote, I guess a couple of hours ago, it was uh, something that was brought to my attention that I was not aware of that today is national. Disc Jockey Day in America. How about that? Jerry Blavitt died on National yeah, very, Disc Jockey Day. Yeah, very appropriate. Andy Corbin wrote me this morning. How how appropriate? Yeah. You know, you couldn't. You can't. He would pass on. There's just on, certain things you just you know. I don't believe in coincidences. You just can't even. Yeah. You can't even make that up. Merrill Kellum. How about this? Is is on the line now? Share that in a second, Don. Yeah, sure. Hello there. Good morning, Merrill. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Don, from South Florida. Very nice. But the occasion's I, uh, not nice. No. Well, we've certainly had some times with Jerry. Oh, I did with Sinatra, and Sinatra loved him. It's funny, we're talking about his mother's roast pork sandwiches. Oh. Many of them <laughs> she would send up to us at either resorts, the Nugget, Bally Grand, the Sands. But what the old man really liked and Jilly liked, she would make a pepper and egg sandwich in a like a brioche roll, like you said. Who knew from brioche rolls back then? I know. But it would <laughs> melt in your mouth. Mm. In your mouth it would melt. That's how good it was. I mean, yeah. honestly, on any menu that I would go to any restaurant, I would never order a roast pork sandwich. When I got there one night, Don said to me, you have to try Mama Geeter's roast pork sandwich. And oh, did I? One after the other after the other. I said, Don, I got to leave. I can't stop. I mean, it, I was just I was addicted to them. And that's a sandwich I've never ordered since anywhere. Yeah, his mother's cooking by far. And even Jerry, he could cook, too. He was no slouch in the kitchen. But, you know, it's funny. We're talking past about Jerry now. But we all have so many great memories with Jerry, me with Sinatra. I met Jerry when I was a kid with a gentleman by the name of Bernie Finnick, who was a big record promoter. And um, Bernie got him his first job in 1956 in a snowstorm in Allentown, and he didn't even have a driver's license then. 
and uh, somebody had to drive them. But that was basically the beginning of the Gita with the heater. Mm. He was 15. Yeah, it really old. is an amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, it really is how he found his way into a business and really kind of changed the whole thing up too, Merle, because he's the, the guy that he did it his way. I mean, he was never obligated to a record chart. He could play whatever he wanted. Uh, he figured nope. it all out. Well, you know, his whole his let, let's get the break in and, and we'll come back, gentlemen. You, you have to look at it this way with Jerry Blavitt. And that's a very good point that you just made, Don. He didn't have he didn't play by any rules. I mean, there almost every radio station that, you know, they fire people that talk over or sing over a song. You're just done. You, you, you had your you had your moment and see you later. You're just out of here. He made it a career out of singing with the song, singing over the song. That wasn't just like intro, outro stuff where just instrumental was going. He he would be singing, whether it was with Diana Ross and the Supremes or whatever song was on. So he created his own unique persona that would typically, you kind of had to be a universe of one, your own company of one, because that wouldn't be employable or acceptable in in any type of typical rigid structure of you play the music you introduce the music you don't talk or sing over the music ever and if you want to say the term purist in this business that that would be just such a turnoff Geter made it his his thing it was his shtick and i think his fans liked it to be honest i don't i don't think it was a problem uh, for him, but it would have been a problem if he wasn't him. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Hurley in the Morning program. Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade. Coming up on Friday's edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, we'll have the latest on the Biden classified document fiasco. Plus, Paul Farber on how Rocky Balboa became Philadelphia's most famous statue. Don't miss him in on the Brian Kilmeade Show. I know I won't. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, it's Tom P. Join me for Rack and Fin Radio tomorrow morning at 5. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 39 minutes past the hour. Hurley in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you, and we know it. We thank you for it. Joined by Don Hurley and Merrill Kellum on the life and times of Jerry Blavitt. I call him Philadelphia and New Jersey's DJ because he was um, so well-known, uh, really, in the tri-state area uh, and beyond, actually. Uh, if you have not yet heard the news, Jerry passed away this morning at 3.45 a.m. on National Disc Jockey Day. Hard to, hard to imagine. Uh, you can't make that stuff up. And Jerry passed away at Jefferson Methodist Hospital from the health issue effects of myasthenia gravis which is a very, very challenging muscular uh, disorder. Jerry explained that he was having muscular problems and things in in both a, I think it was January 12th, uh, actually earlier than January 12th, and then uh, more generically in in a January 12th follow-up on his Facebook page, an update about his health. Of course, he was not expecting to succumb to it. He was of the belief that that he could rebound and recover from it and was looking forward to getting back to work. And over the past several months, he did things he had never done 
in 60, 70 years, he he couldn't do uh, certain performances. He just was not able to do it at that point. Merrill, what is something else about Jerry that you'd like to share? Well, his mother's cooking, especially with Sinatra. He would always <laughs> show up after he would do his gigs, whether it would be in Philadelphia in, in the summertime, whether it would be here at Memories or here up there at Memories. But I have so many stories to share with him, all fun. And I, I must say, I am in his book. I think it's page 304 or 302, me and Bobby Palmyra. But he would light up a room. He could wake up the dead, like you said. There could be one or two people in the place, and the gang from here, and Mel Cohen's here, is. and Harry Hurley's here, and Don Hurley's here. My man, my man. Gary my man, everybody. <laughs> you know, he and people would come. And he would lure people in, but he made you feel like home. He, would, he, he wouldn't know your name, but he'd click his fingers at you and make you feel at home. Everybody was a big shot when you walked And, and Merrill, let me tell you something else that I know both you and Don are very well aware of. In sports, they say teams that travel well, like the New York Yankees, you go to another state and you see Yankee shirts and Yankee hats. Phillies actually have started to, uh, to travel well. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, I think, are a team that travel well. You'll see those jerseys pop up uh, in other states, not just in California or in the city of San Francisco, uh, not just in the days of Montana and Rice and all of that, uh, but but even today. And I think they're going to give Dallas a, a really, really tough time this Sunday night at 630. Uh, I've won an Eagles-San Fran final because I want the two best teams to go at it and then let the best team win. Uh, right now, I think the 49ers are the playing the best in the NFC. Anyhow, I digress. Uh, in terms of Jerry, he travels well, or I have to say, I can't get used to this past tense thing. He traveled well. In other words, if he said, I'm doing a record hop at the Deauville Inn or the Golden Nugget in my day or the Golden Nugget today, because I saw him at, at both Golden Nuggets, actually, uh, decades apart, he would have an enormous crowd that would come to the event. He, he could bring a crowd out just by announcing that he was appearing. That's correct. And that's, that is correct. And that is rare. Oh, there yeah. A lot of people that would love is- to be able to say, hey, join me at such and such on this date. And crickets. He would have a huge crowd. Yeah. Hey, Harry, true. I got an online question about the Geeter. Yeah. Do you, you, have, you have a moment, Harry? Of course. The uh, Someone's asking, the Geeter, where did that all come from? How did Jerry become the Geeter? So well, it, you, and, and please, don't, don't just say Geeter. If, you're gonna, if we're going to address it, Geeter with the heater. Right. Well, that goes on. So that's part of it. So what happens, Harry, you know, Geeters, like everyone, like all you guys in the radio, they're trying to make it. They all want a hook. You want some kind of shtick. You know, Alan Freed, he was the king of the radio. Then you had Georgie Woods, of course, was the guy with the goods. <laughs> and there was Jocko, the ace from outer space. And, you know, <laughs> but so he Jerry tells me one day, he says, I was shaving one day. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm thinking, I got to find something. You know, everyone has a hook. You know, I don't have a hook. You know, what am I going to do? And he said he found himself thinking about the alligators, you know, in the in the glades, like lurking around in the muck, in the mire, and 
feeling that, you know, they don't bother you much if you don't bother them. But if you get their attention, then they're on you and they never let go. And that he was going to become the alligator, if you will, and speed that up. And alligator became Geeter. And then his music was so hot. That's the heater. So he's now the Geeter with the heater. And then as an homage to the, you know, the, well, we talked about it earlier, the Jefferson Hotel in Atlantic City, Kentucky Avenue, if you will, where he's making Stevie Wonder a star. Uh, their barbecue sauce was so great. He became the, the Geeter with the heater, the boss with the hot sauce. So there it is. The big boss with the hot yeah. sauce. Big was in there. The big boss with the hot sauce. The, the big, yeah, the big boss with the hot sauce. And so, you know, it's but you know, people think the Geeter Geeter, but nobody really remembered where it came from. I'm just having like a flashback of just listening to him start with like according to the big cock on the. So he would just go crazy with it. He was good. He oh was, yeah, he was good. He had his own. Well, thing. And Harry, you know where that comes from? That he was he was broadcasting right under the tower of City Hall in Camden. So he his studio virtually he overlooked this big clock, if you will, and that was in his rap, the Geeter rap. He, he's got to be one. So of the he would go according to the big clock, something like tick tock. He would just go that's on the tower of power. The tower of power. I remember that now. Right. And the clock, of course, which is still there, by the way, uh, the correct time, you know, that's part of his rap. But I was just daydreaming. He's got to be one of the first rappers in history, the Geeter. Well, he did. He absolutely rapped. Yeah. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it fast. He would do it with the song coming up and mean old record hop. But, or you know, something. you think uh, and he, he's like sort of that Forrest Gump type, you know, Merle and I t talk about it all the time where like he was always in the right place at the right time and that's isn't that the secret of life you know whether it was meeting he he meets sammy davis in a hallway while he's warming up her bandstand and sammy davis immediately sees this this cat and says hey this is this is the white me look at this guy and they became friends for a lifetime sammy wow. davis jr and, and jerry blavitt you know played in the movies together everything merrill closing comment so before we go to the break let me give you a closing comment merrill Jerry will be missed dearly, not only in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area, but South Florida, the whole world. He was a legend in his own time, and he made the older people feel young again. That has come to an end. There will never be a... Fa he was one of the last of the fast-talking DJs that was still working over the airwaves today. You, you... He will be missed. He was a good friend. I, I have a lot of stories with Sinatra, Don Rickles. When I brought him up to Don Rickles, he didn't want me to tell him he wanted to surprise him. You know, we could go on and on and on with Jerry's stories. And another guy, Jimmy Rachetti, he's heartbroken right now. Mm. He's the oh, one yeah. that would book him with all those uh, uh, uh the Knights of Columbus events and everything, and the last time he was in Atlantic City was in October. He did that uh, benefit for uh, the Knights of Columbus, I think it was. Merrill, that was a great comment that you made. That that was as fine as you could do in terms of uh, encapsulating uh, Jerry Blavitt the way that you just did. And it was a very good point that you made about his time in the industry from how it used to be but he was able to evolve and have such longevity uh, that 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 is also very magical. 
Meryl, good to talk to you from Florida. And I agree with that comment because so many people from here uh, also know Jerry down uh, in Florida, many different sections of Florida. Meryl, good to talk to you. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square Media Station. And now a small business setback, set to smooth jazz. It's late. You're driving in the rain with only one thing on your mind. The deer about to total your HVAC van. But with Progressive's 30-plus customizable coverage options, you're covered. The rest is just saxophone. When running your small business gets rough, Progressive Commercial is there to smooth it out. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Twinkly sound. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions. Like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip. Or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you. With low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. We're back 53 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. We know it and we thank you for it. And if you haven't yet heard the news, uh, it's been out for several hours at least. 3.45 a.m. this morning at Jefferson Methodist Hospital, Jerry Blavitt died uh, from health issue effects of what is known as my, uh, myasthenia gravis, uh, which is a, a muscular issue. It's a very significant uh, disorder. Uh, Blavitt had four daughters and his longtime partner, Keely, who we send our deepest condolences and thoughts and prayers out. What a week it's been, if you think about it. Um, first, we got the word while we were in Florida about my very good friend, Chris Ford, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, I'm, I already miss him so much. Just such a good man, such a humble, good man. Uh, and his services, if you haven't heard the news, there will be a number of visitations starting this Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. at Adams Perfect Funeral Home, which is very near Broadcast Center, 1650 New Road in Northfield. Then there will be another visitation on Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m., on Monday, that's January 23rd, this Monday, 9 to 11 a.m. at St. Michael's Catholic Church, 10 North Mississippi Avenue in Atlantic City. And then um, there will also be uh, a service at 11 a.m. and I, I believe a full mass. And um, then his interment will be this Monday at 1.30 p.m. at Holy Cross Cemetery in uh, Mays Landing. Uh, so you have Chris Ford pass away three days ago. The Geeter with the heater, the big boss with the hot sauce, Jerry Blavitt, passes away very early this morning. Uh, and it seems like, and very good friends of mine, Don, have been writing me with great regularity. I mean, I know people die, but it just seems like, and, and David Crosby yesterday, uh, it seems like an epidemic right now. 
Yeah, we've been surrounded by so much, so much tragedy, Harry. It's really, and I know, like you said, people, look, we, we all going to get old. And we, we're all born terminally ill, you know, but um, it, it just seems just more than ever. There's just, we got to get out of this funk. There's just a bad, bad funk in the air, Harry. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, so I know you've, you've got news. Go ahead. Well, you know, I'm thinking about Jerry, and I, I you know, and I, I think to myself, you know, we're talking with Merle, and we've had so many good times at Memories and Market. I can't imagine. I'm thinking to myself, you know, that Amherst Avenue without Jerry Blavitt in the summertime is just never going to be the same, you know, because I go back even longer than I should, if you know what I mean, getting into Jerry's club. And uh, <laughs> just <laughs> now, what do you mean? I don't. I'm a little, bit, a little bit dense on this. No, I. I, I <laughs> the, uh, but you know, Harry, almost from the beginning, you know, when when Jerry Blavitt bought the Elbow Room in Margate, and, you know, your listeners, many of them will rem- remember the Elbow Room because it was so crowded that they would say there was not even Elbow Room. It was it was such a great club, and he bought it immediately, put the name Memories on it, and brought music in that was timeless. And I, you know, I remember thinking about it, you know, when I, I was doing this story for Jimmy Leonard and the Boardwalk Journal, and I said, you know, Jerry, I said, you speak a different language than the rest of us, yet we all understand what you're saying, you know? It, his, it, well, his language was music, Harry. It was yeah. the, that feeling, the energy, the passion, you know? Well, and, I mean, give people an idea because you're very well acquainted with this. He didn't have a playlist. He he did it all a different way, didn't he? He didn't he didn't necessarily even care about the charts. Talk about how he programmed. Quite, quite yeah. In fact, quite quite the opposite. He was doing it so different. You know, people didn't think it could work. So he became his own entity, Harry. He was you know a complete anomaly in the radio business. You know, someone that you know he was not encumbered by the record charts. He didn't have to play you know, some program set of songs. And he, Jerry was always fond of saying, I program not from a record chart. I program from the heart. Is he, is he just a one of a kind? In other words, um, his whatever, cold of personality, whatever you want to call it, that he could be so outside the box, so original, whereas usually that would just not be compatible. It would, it would, would, would not it would not lend for longevity. You might have a very short type of, you know, success, but not decade after decade, nearly 70 years. I think it was his personality uh, that was just a force of human nature. Oh, yeah. Well, there was definitely a force of personality, but you also have to remember, Harry, he was playing the songs that the, the kids wanted to hear, the people that were buying music. So he he became very valuable, you know, uh, because he did say he was bold. He was playing the black music before any white DJs were playing African-American music anywhere, uh, which was great music. And we, we grew up with it. You think about how lucky were we to grow up on Steel Pier with Motown yeah. because they all played here. And, you know, so Jerry had that, of course. And then you have to remember how important he was to the sound of Philadelphia, Harry. I mean, you know, think of uh, the Soul Survivors. They're the guys that broke it through, Harry. I mean, give uh, Gamble and Huff the credit. They Jerry discovered these guys, knew how good they were. They were rocking clubs, Harry. The Soul Survivors were so great. Everyone thought they were the Rascals, Harry. They were so great that the Rascals had to start answering for the Soul Survivors, you know. And the uh, along comes Jerry Blavitt, sees these guys, and Gamble and Huff were looking for the right group to put them over. 
And he said, we, we, we've got the guys. So he and Nat Siegel and others formed Crimson Records in Philadelphia, Harry. And, you know, so was born the sound of Philadelphia music. So Jerry is a very historically important, not just a, a great performer, but a very historically important person, you know, in, in rock history. You think about all these things that kind of happened right here under our nose, here or 60, less than 60 miles away. Amazing, isn't it? There was a time where it was probably well, yeah, we're, like the capital. Well, that's why we're so lucky, Harry. And I think, you know, so many take it for granted. I remember us thinking, like, we're, we're right in the, like the, the, the middle of it all because of where we were blessed to be born, Harry, in Atlantic City. Because- I mean, think about the late, great Kenny Jeremiah. You mentioned the Soul Survivors. Uh, they had Expressway to Your Heart, number one song basically on the planet, certainly in the country. And here's one of the singers and right here in the, uh, in, in, I guess Kenny was in Northfield. Oh yeah. Spent, spent the best part of his life, you know, the most part of his life right here in South Jersey. Loved it, you know, because once again, it was a great venue for live entertainment, you know? And of course we were so lucky, you know, to have, between us and Las Vegas, this monopoly in, in, in gaming and entertainment, it was just a remarkable time. And, you know, and Jerry Blavitt was, you know, there's a guy who was one of the pioneers, you know, of rock and roll, if you will. I mean, he was putting songs over. What, do you, what do you think, if you had to sort of encapsulate it in a, in a little narrative, what was the key to Jerry Blavitt's longevity? Because you could try to do what he does singing over the songs, you know, have your your shtick, your own nickname and sing your own songs, you know, according to and all this. Uh, and it became very memorable. I, I could bust out into it right now. I've heard it. It's in my head permanently, I think. Uh, what was the key to his longevity? Because that a lot of times that would have been a recipe for five minutes. And who was that? Uh, but his is measured in like six, seven decades. Well, I know I think it was Harry. I think I think his his key to success was he always, if you remember, he made everyone else the star in his club. You know, nothing but stars. It was always his audience. They were the stars. And I think, you know, most of the time with entertainers, you know, they're the star, you know, and they kind of let you know they're the star. And, you know, you're adoring the star. Well, he adored his audience you know he had the energy the passion and he really truly harry and i talked to him about this many times his job was to make people happy i can't tell you how many times he told me that and so that, well that was his signature that was the whole deal right there he he wanted he involved his audience truly involved them he would say my man my man harry my man pots and pants and he would just whoever was there the gang from the golden nugget the gang from motorola remember when motorola was there it was uh maybe one person from motorola but it was the gang from motorola uh, it was gang from the golden nugget it was five of us uh and he just had this way of making you part of the show and calling you out by name the other talent he had and a lot of people don't have this he remembered people that he met and, you know, like you slight someone that they don't, you know, realize you meet 100,000 people. How can I remember one? They just feel like they got slighted. He remembered people. Oh, yeah. And he was very loyal. Like we talk, I think we began the show with his immense loyalty, thinking, you know, I mean, he could have been a huge star with Dick Clark, too. Who knows, you know, 
how things uh, would go. But he, he was a loyal guy, loyal to his audiences. You know, his music is timeless. So he had that going for him. But, you know, also the, the key to his success was he was one of the first ones doing it. And, Do you, let, you know, me, let me put out, this is like way too early comment, but I'm just going to put it out there because you're the right kind of person that can handle this. Does Memories and Margate continue in Jerry's memory, or is it not possible without Jerry? Well, that's a, it's a good question, Harry. I mean, I, I, my heart, I hope it continues because it, it's such an important venue, you know, in, in, in Margate, in the region. I don't know enough to know, you know, if it's practical. I don't know, you know, from a, a sheer business standpoint, can it continue? But I, I sure hope it does. I just don't know enough to know for sure, but I, it'll never be the same. Let's, let's face it. I mean, you know, to not have Jerry up in that pulpit, you know, I used to say he was like a, he was, he was, it was almost like a, a sermon, his music. And he was in a pulpit before his musical disciples. And you just, you don't, you don't get that, you know, many times in life. You just, that just doesn't happen much. And, and also quite frankly, uh, many people that would go there went because of him. Yeah, of course. They wanted to see him. They wanted to interact with him. They wanted to see him perform. I like the way you called him up there in his pulpit. It is sort of like his church, if you will, and the congregation and all that. 30 seconds, closing comment. Well, I'm going to miss Jerry Blavitt immeasurably, Harry. I mean, it's just a very special part of, you know, all our memories, you know, no no pun intended. Uh, Just a, a, a... amazing individual historical person as i said and yeah we got to do this again harry because we just scratched the surface it's a very deep interesting person and uh we're going to miss him the condolences to the family all friends and lovers of music you know the young teenagers harry if no, you will, no doubt still. hey don thanks for a great visit uh live and local tomorrow it's at 5 a.m with my great friend tom p john damasi live and local as well uh from 9 to 12 noon karma murata uh tony mar presents Uh, from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Andrea wrote, what about clap your hands? I did do that earlier. Clap your hands, clap your hands. That would always be a big uh, Jerry Blavitt uh, call out. Uh, Brian Kilmeade begins right now. Have a great weekend.